serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Alrighty, no pregame needed because it is time for baseball between the Renegades and the Griffins. Game two tonight of this doubleheader. Apologies for the very quick entrance. And umpires before the first pitch. Even that one already looking down. I think they see an extra ball out there in right field. Regardless, it's time for baseball. And welcome everyone on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you're coming back to us for the second game. Ben Schmidt along with Bryce Creasel. We had a great game in game one, although the Renegades lost at 5-4. And now we're ready for game two. First pitch to Adonis Forte in there, strike one. And we're off and running. Jacob Strobel, the starting pitcher tonight for the Griffins. Strobel comes in with 11 appearances and a 7.81 ERA. So look for the Renegades to get a lot of runs early while the starter's still in. Forte pops it up to the left side and a nice running grab made by the shortstop. That's Chance and Forte's retiring for out number one on the pop-up and that's this way this nightcap gets started for the Renegades. We'll get you the whole starting lineup in a second. Before the Renegades do up this inning, Forte just made out number one. Wagner's in left batting second. Manischek, the number three hitter in right. Luke Foe, the catcher, bats cleanup, followed by Jackson Lovich at third, the number five batter. First pitch to Wagner, misses the ball, 1-0. Imgarten, the number six hitter at second. Shreves, the DH, bats seventh. Goring, the first baseman, eighth. And Hopkins, the shortstop, bats ninth. And we'll see Davis Welsh on the mound. Davis Welch, pardon me, on the mound for the Renegades. In just a moment, Wagner had a really good game one. He's ahead 1-0 in the count. Had a home run along with another RBI on a ground out. Looked to have his third RBI on a sack fly before it was taken away on a call to double play. And that's how the game ended. Renegades now imperative that they take this nightcap. Pitch now to Wagner, misses upstairs. It's now two balls and a strike. So Wagner, who's got over 20 walks on the season, had 2-0, hits this one to deep right field. The only question is whether it's going to stay fair at the wall. It is over and gone. Wagner's second bomb of the day in his second in his first at bat in each of the games, and he crushes a ball to right field. It's one nothing Renegades. Wagner's second homer of the season. I don't know what is going on with first innings and Cole Wagner tonight, but he is seeing the ball perfectly. Looks like a watermelon at the plate. Two home runs and two first innings. Way to go, Cole Wagner, to get the Renegades off to a hot start in a must-win division game. And Wagner stood at home plate. I think he was admiring that one for a, for a second or two because he got all of that baseball. And right fielder, man, more, excuse me, Pickering went back on it but had no play. And that's the second home run of the day for Cole Wagner. Ball one to Jack Matashek who just stepped in. So three RBIs through just over seven innings for Wagner today. This one misses... Now two balls, no strikes. I have to say, Bryce, it's so much nice now that the sun's gone down because we can see the ball strike count now out there at the scoreboard. Absolutely going to make our job a little bit easier here in the uh, broadcast studio. So after the home run by Wagner, Matashek steps in with nobody on and one out. It's a two-ball, one-strike count. Pitch to Matashek. Misses up. Now three balls and a strike on the Renegades' right fielder. Good start for the Renegades on offense. We'll see what Davis Welch has in store 
come bottom half of the inning. Back into the box now. Open stance for Matashek. 3-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. He took a big cut there. I think he saw what Wagner did and wanted one of his own. Absolutely. It looked like the second fastball he saw in a, saw in a row. Just couldn't time it up. So now 3-2 coming from Strobel. His delivery misses up, and that's back-to-back dead reach for the Renegades. This time on a walk for Matashek. And the offense looks good for the Renegades. I have to say, after the way last game ended so deflating, it's good to see through the first three batters. I know it's incredibly early, but it looks like they are determined to come right back and get themselves off the mats. Absolutely. I'm sure Coach Mike gave him a little words of encouragement after the weird way the first game ended. And uh, just let him know that in this division game, we need the win for uh, the playoff push. So now Luke Fuller steps in. This pitch misses off the outside part of the plate. 1-0 on the Renegades. Catcher Fuller was the DH in game one. Now behind the plate tonight. Renegades at 13-17. and 17. Griffins at 12-22. and 22. Griffins just three games behind Jefferson City. 0-1 pitch. This one at high in the air to left. Looks to be playable out there. Left fielder Eastman camps under it. Comes in a few steps and makes the catch. Fuller's retired. Four outs. Number two. Mattishick will head back to first base. Ball hit a mile high but not very deep. And Fuller's retired. Strobel's velocity looks way down compared to Caesars in the first game, so it might take a little bit of time for the Renegades to adjust, but I would say if Strobel makes it to the third inning or so, the Renegades might blow this one open. So Renegades lead one to nothing, just a couple outs into this one. This game will, like the first, only be seven innings. This first pitch to Jackson Lovich misses upstairs, a ball and no strikes. Lovich was the number three hitter in game one. He went 0 for 3. He's got Matashek who walked at first base. Not a big lead. He's held on down there. That's Piazza at first base. This one grounded out to the shortstop Chance who backhands. It's going to have a long throw, but it is a perfect one and a stretch by Piazza. A fine defensive play by the shortstop and first baseman of the Griffins to retire Lovich to end the inning. But deja vu occurs here at Lions Stadium. Cole Wagner goes deep, a solo bomb, and the Renegades lead this one 1-0. One We're headed to the bottom of the first on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Woodbat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? To the bottom of the first inning we go here on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much everyone for tuning in on this Wednesday night. Ben Schmidt with Bryce Creasel. 
And before Davis Welch takes the mound, I want to give you the starting lineup tonight for the Nevada Griffins. Haven't gotten the chance to do so yet. Caleb Chance will lead off and play shortstop Luke Piazza, the first baseman, bat second. Sam Man Warren, DHing, hits third, followed by Andrew Pickering in the cleanup spot. He's in right field. Nicholas Martino, the center fielder, hits fifth, followed by Seth Gray, the third baseman, and a big two RBI double in the first game, bat six. Grant Noakes behind the dish, hitting seventh, followed by Mason Eastman in left. And their lineup rounded out by Josh Nojos, the second baseman, batting ninth. And you already saw Jacob Strobel on the mound. So now it's time for Davis Welch pitching for the Renegades. He's got a tough lineup to navigate, and we'll see if he can help lead the Renegades to a game two victory. He's into the lineup in his first pitch. Two chances inside a ball, one and out. With only using character and trees in the first game, I would say Welch's leash might be short here considering uh, all the bullpen help that uh, Mike has in his hand. So we'll see if uh, he can get a couple innings. 1-0 pitch to Chanch is lined out to the second baseman, but that's going to get past the second baseman, Imgarden, and into right center field for a leadoff base hit. Chance is on to begin this ball game. A ball not hit too hard, but just out of the reach of Imgarden. And that is the first base runner for the Griffins. So Welch will immediately have to pitch out of the stretch, just two pitches into this one, and it'll be against Luke Piazza, who scored two runs and had a home run in the first game. He was effective from the number two spot back there again in game two. Into the box now. Welch straightens up. Not a big lead for Chance at first base, although he is dancing around. First pitch to Piazza, grounded weakly to the right side. Gorling is going to not go to second base. And they ruled that that was a foul ball, which is oh. interesting. With how far that ball was hit, it's usually not on situations like that you see it foul, but I guess it maybe got off the foot of Piazza? I would assume so. Um, he seems okay, though. You think a uh, ball going out that far, his foot might be hurting a little bit more than what it is. It's not often. Usually when it's stuff like that happens, it's only going a few feet out into the infield grass, but that ball was hit to Goring on a couple hops. So... Otherwise, regardless, it's a foul ball, so 0-1-1, Chance at first base, led this inning off with a single Renegades lead, 1-0, bottom of the first. This one misses outside, now 1-1. One one. Renegades on defense have Fuller behind the dish, Gurling and Imgarten on the right side of the infield, Hopkins and Lovich on the left side. From left to right in the outfield, we have Wagner, Forte, and Matashek, same as game one. A lot of similar names here in this lineup. Only difference for the Renegades on the defense is Fuller moving to catcher and Imgarden to second base replacing Ott. 1-1 one, one pitch misses low on its side. Looks like I, I, I'll see what you think, but I think it looks like maybe the curveball or the slider there. Uh, his warm-up pitches, he had both. I'm going to assume that one was the slider, and they both look sharp, so I'm interested to see how it looks with uh, batter standing up at the plate. It's 2-1 on Luke Piazza, 1-on, and nobody out in the bottom of the first. Renegades lead this thing 1-0. And here comes the next pitch from Welch. Misses outside. Now 3-1. and one. I think it's pretty imperative that the Renegades, who took a one nothing lead in Game 1, then immediately were punched in the mouth, fell behind 3-1 after an inning, don't kind of have the same repeat here and have to play the whole game from behind. If they could get out of this first leading one nothing, I think they'd set themselves up well. Absolutely. That's exactly what they need to do to split this uh, doubleheader. Chance, pretty short lead off of first. Goring holds him on, now dancing off the bag. 3-1 pitch, a called strike at the knees. Runs the count full on a nice pitch there from Welch. Got that fastball located now, so I would assume he's probably going to throw a little off speed here and see if he can get the batter to chase. So now, three ball, two strike count. We'll see if they put the runner chance in motion with things all full. 
Welch sets, and here comes the delivery. Misses way inside, and actually, I think, hit the umpire in the foot. Hope he's okay regardless. That's ball four, and back-to-back Bationers have reached here against Welch to kick this first inning off. Griffins are in business, showing one to nothing. So after the walk, Fuller and the rest of the infield, actually it looks like just the third baseman, Lobich, are going to go out and talk with Welch on the mound. Uh, I question if there was a cross-up there possibly with uh, Fuller and Welch with it getting past Fuller and hitting the umpire. This it seems odd to have the catcher go out and talk to the pitcher after just two batters. Well, I think part of it may be they want to give extra time to the umpire at home. He's kind of moving around trying to put some extra weight on that right foot. Um, mound visit now over. Umpire looks to be all right, so that's a good sign. Now a big at-bat coming up here. Welch looking for out number one. Renegades lead this one one to nothing. But he's going to now face Sam Manwar in the DH hitting third. He was on base two out of three times, scored a run. Now we'll see what he's got in store for the Renegades. Into the box now is Man Warren. First pitch to him is going to be a call and strike. Man Warren started to swing. Don't know if that was on the swing or the call and strike, but regardless, it's now 0 1 on the DH for the Griffins. Runner at chance at second base. He singled, and then Piazza at first reached on a walk. Pitch is going to miss low. That makes it one ball and no strikes. I like that from Welch going strict inside to get the first strike and then going away so you can get Man Warren to chase. I like the approach. It's now one ball and one strike. Had the audio just go out of my right ear for a second, but I think we've got it fixed. Just a quick check of the runner chance at second. Welch looks at him, stares him down, and now the 1 1 coming in there, a fastball called strike. Good approach there after the outside pitch to come right back in, and Man Warren did take the bat off his shoulder. Looks like Man Warren might be a little uncomfortable with the fastball inside. Might be something for Welch or the bullpen pitchers to uh, take note of for the rest of this game. So, big pitch coming. Welch looking to get out number one in this ball game. Quick check of the runner chance. He continues to dance off a of second base. Here's the pitch. It's going to bend out of the zone. And Man Warren started to pull the bat off his shoulder, but then able to hold up. That makes things two balls and two strikes. By the nod of uh, Welch's head, I think he wanted that one pretty bad. You might see him go to the same spot to try to get Man Warren to chase down low in the zone. Two ball, two strike count. Runners at first and second. They don't hold the runner on at first base. Here's the pitch. Misses low again, three and two. And this is a gigantic pitch coming up because you really cannot afford to load the bases with nobody out in the bottom of the first inning, especially in a hitter in Pickering on deck who already has went deep once today. Welch needs to tighten it up here and... Uh... Make sure it's around the zone. So big pitch coming. Welch straightens up. He's got the sign. The 3-2 pitch is swung on and missed on a pitch outside. And down goes Man Warren for out number one. And a huge strike out there. And the first batter retired for the Renegade starter, Davis Welch. Great piece of pitching by Welch there. Outside fastball. Probably would have been a strike if Man Warren didn't swing. But, again, close enough to the zone to make sure Man Warren got the bat off his shoulders and executed right there. Love to see it. Renegades right in the thick of the playoff push. This is a big doubleheader, the start of 12 games in 11 days, and this one today against Nevada, the team that is looking up at them in the standings, but after the win, only three games back. First pitch from Welch misses up and away to Pickering. Like I said a moment ago, homered in game one, drove in two there, and then singled in the fifth, scored a run in that at-bats. 
Renegades lost that one five to four. They were out hit ten to five. It's now a one ball, no strike count on Pickering. Martino waits on deck while checks the runner. He's been occupied by chance, and this one misses inside two and zero. Oh. Yeah, it seems like Welch prior to each pitch is spending a lot of time out there looking at Chance, who has been doing a whole lot of dancing off the second base bag. Pickering, you can tell he is a uh, college hitter. He uh, His approach is very good. Welch is going to have to execute here to try to get him out. 2-0 pitch coming. It is swung on a miss, blew the heat by him. And I think Pickering was seeing dead red there in a 2-0 count, looking for something to hammer. And Welch said, here you go, hit it, and he was late on the fastball. So, Welch is at a rocky start, but he's one ground ball away from getting through this inning. One out and runners at first and second base. Renegades lead this one, one and nothing in the bottom of the first, just underway in game two. Pitch is going to be off the inside corner, and that makes it three balls and a strike, and in danger once again of loading the bases. Welch is on go th non now gone three ball counts to three straight hitters. Barely missing. Needs to make one slight adjustment, and he uh, he'd be in the zone. So now here comes the 3-1 pitch to Pickering. It's going to be fouled back, and that runs it full. So he has run it to a full count. Let's see if he can get this out. He went full count to Piazza, walked him, went full count to Ben Warren, struck him out. And now looking to get out number two against Pickering. Pitch here would be the difference between potentially bases loaded with only one out or runners at first and second with two outs. Chance is single to second, sorry. Here comes the three-ball, two-strike pitch to Pickering. It's grounded left side foul. That's three fastballs in a row. If he thinks and has the confidence in throwing that curveball, I think it would freeze Pickering. So we'll see if he comes back to it. The only worry is that, like, like you said, he has to have confidence, and it is a three-ball count, so if you miss it, it would load the bases. Long look into the catcher, Fuller, and stepping off will be the pitcher, Welch. And look at the Renegades lineup card. Still very early in this one, but see who they have potential listed as relievers coming in. Sets here's a 3-2 pitch. This one grounded weakly to the right side. Goring's going to field it on a hop and step on the bag for a huge out number two. Both other runners advance to second and third, but for Welch, he's now an out away from a scoreless first inning. Absolutely. Great execution. Good at bad versus probably the Griffins' best hitter. Gives himself a shot to get out of here with no one runs, give up a few hits and a walk, and uh, live on to see another day and give the Renegades a chance to add to their lead with uh, the Griffin starting pitcher with a 7.81 ERA and already to run given up. So Welch trying to get Martino for out number three. He's got Piazza second and Chance at third base. Renegades use just two pitchers in game one. Welch now the starter for game two. First pitch misses high, 1-0. and And for the Renegades, the plan... They have three relievers listed. I would hope they don't have to use all of them in just seven innings, but the three that are listed are Schmitz, Lovich, and Wagner. Schmitz, obviously, the Renegades' closer. Potentially see him in the late innings if the Renegades have the leader or tied. One will pitch now. Line to left field. That is going to drop in front of the left field of Wagner. That scores one run. Coming around from second base is Piazza. He's in there safely. The throw to second. They've got Martino in a rundown. Martino's going to be run back to first. They put the tag on him. That's Imgarden. But he delivers a two-out, two-RBI single, and the Renegades have lost the lead. So we'll go to the second inning. It's a 2-1 score in favor of the Griffins. Renegades will see if they can rally. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network.
We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. To the second inning we go on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much to everyone who is choosing to spend their Wednesday night with us. Going to have a lot of broadcasts on this network over the next week and a half. Renegade's going to play 12 games in 11 days. But for tonight, Bryce and I coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. So to book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at mlexpress.com. Emgar and to lead off the second base. Looks to strike 0-1. Bryce, today was your first time on the bus on the road trip, and obviously uh, quite an enjoyable experience thanks to Doc and Norm on the ride down here. Absolutely. It was great. Seats are great. Got here safely, and uh, I know they've been with the Renegades all year, and we're happy to have them as a partner. 0-1 was swung on a miss, and now it's 0-2 to Emgar. Shreves at the H on deck and growing the first baseman in the hole. This one grounded foul to the right side. And we'll do the 0-2 pitch once again. Renegades scored one in the first on a Cole Wagner solo home run and then gave up two in the bottom half. So now Renegades half and a rally. Two balls and two strikes to Imgarn. Excuse me, not two balls and two strikes. It's 0-2. And, and that one has fouled off, so we'll do it again. Strobel, who doesn't appear to have the best off-speed or nasty stuff, is loading up the strike zone and making these renegade players swing the bat. Here comes the 0-2 once again. Imgarn has popped up, foul to the left side. Will there be a play for Gray, the third baseman? There will not as that's into the pavilion sitting section. So after the 0-2 once again, although he's fallen behind, Imgarn has fouled off a couple pitches here. So he's working the count at least, trying to make this a long at-bat. Banking on Strobel to make a mistake here. 0-2 pitch once again is ripped. And it's over by the Renegades. Dugout foul. Hemgarn out in front on that one. Strobel is towing a fine line here, it appears. Hemgarn, these foul balls have been good contact. Yeah, If he loads up the zone again, I bank on Hemgarn to do a nice piece of hitting here. Yeah, like you said, he's put good wood on all of them. He's just been early or late. 0-2 pitch again is upstairs. And now one ball and two strike on Hemgarn. Strobel in the first get two base runners on. Obviously, the Wagner homer also walked Matashek, but then got a fly out of four and ground out of Lovich to end the inning. Now we'll face the bottom part of this Renegades order in the second, now given a lead as well. So we'll do the one-two pitch now. Strobel's delivery is fouled off again, and Imgarn just continuing to stay alive. 
at the very least, he's making Shobo throw a pretty good amount of pitch in this, pitches in this at-bats. I think I've counted eight. Eight so far in this at-bat. So Renegade's looking to get to the leadoff batter on in the second inning. They've trailed in the two games for most of the day. This pitch snapped in there, called strike three, and nothing Imgard can do about that as that was perfect location on the inside corner, and he is the first Renegade to strike out tonight, out number one in the second inning. Strobel, after fastball after fastball, throws a perfect slider to Imgard and just froze him. Good pitch by Strobel. And where that pitch ended up, too, it was low and inside. I don't even know if there's much Imgard could have done with that pitch had he swung and made contact. I mean, obviously it was close enough. But it was just a perfect spot as Shreve swings and misses. It's now 0-1-1, going the first baseman on deck for the Renegades. Now one ball and one strike on Shreves. Shreves did not start in the lineup today for the Renegades, but then came in to pitch the sixth inning. His pitch misses low. Now 2-1 and one to the Renegades' DH. Shreves looked good on the mound in his one inning in the first game. Absolutely. Spotted his fastball well. Did his best to try to give the Renegades a chance to win, which they came a umpire's call away. 2-1 pitch. Is it going to be on the inside corner? Shreves tried to turn out of the way, but they say that that caught the inside part of the plate. It's now even at two balls and two strikes. Schobel just struck out his first batter of the game, and Imgar now is in a two-ball, two-strike pitch to Shreves. This one swung on a miss. He gets him out in front of the off-speed pitch, and that's back-to-back case here in the second inning for Schobel. All three strikes on Shreves for that off-speed slider. If I was the Renegade player, I would be looking for it. It doesn't seem like a plus slider, but it has been working so far. Renegades need to make an adjustment and try to get some good wood on it. So now two strikeouts in the inning. Gorling stepping in to face Strobel and looks at a first pitch strike at the knees 0-1. Hopkins, the shortstop, waiting on deck so far through the first now eight batters. Renegades with one hit and one walk, one run. A one pitch to Gorling, grounded off his ankle, then out in front of the mound. Hops around a couple times, now a light limp, but I think he's going to be okay. He's going to take a couple extra seconds. think he got that one on the foot or the ankle. So now no balls and two strikes on the Renegades' first baseman. We're just underway in the second of two games between the Griffins and the Renegades here tonight at Lions Stadium. Renegades will come back to this park one more time this season. That is next Tuesday, the 19th. Looks as if Gorling is okay, which is good. He just won Mink League Pitcher of the Week. Oh, two, just below the knees. Did miss by much. And now one ball, two strike. Yeah, Gorling was fantastic in that outing on the mound a couple days ago. Struck out 12 batters in seven innings. He was great. Should be a crucial part in this playoff push. 1-2 pitch, now to Goring, way up and in, and that hits him in the back, and he'll get first base for free. Not a hard pitch, it was clearly the off-speed, either the curveball or the slider, but regardless, Goring takes it, and he's now at first base with two outs for Hopkins. So after the first two struck outs in this second inning, Goring is hit by a pitch, now to bring up Taylor Hopkins, the number nine batter, Goring being held on at first base by Piazza, first pitch to Hopkins, way outside. One ball and no strikes. Quite the difference so far early in this one in terms of the pass ball department for the Griffins. That was an issue for them in game one. Almost came back to cost them in the end. 1-0 pitch to Hopkins is just slowing away 2-0. I would say less special stuff from Strobel than what we saw from Caesar, but much better command. So now a two ball no strike pitch coming to Hopkins. He swings and fouls it straight back 
off the backstop in front of us now with two and one. Strobel through the two innings has struck out two. And looking back to the scorecard from game one, Caesar had struck out just two. So like you said, it may be a thing where um, just better command. And that's led to a couple of strikeouts early. This one misses outside. Now three balls and a strike from Hopkins. So a little bit of loss of command here for Strobel with two outs after he struck out the first two batters. Hopkins back into the batter's box. Going off of first base. Forte waits on deck. Here's the 3-1 to Hopkins. Grounded in the hole to the left side. And that's into left field for a single for Hopkins. Goring moves up to second base as Hopkins hits a good piece of hitting there. And that will be the second hit of the ballgame for the Renegades. Now a runner in scoring position with two outs for Forte at the top of the lineup. Always impressed with Hopkins' ability to spray to each part of the field. Now that was his pull side, but I've seen him hit opposite field a bunch this year. And... Uh, that's what resonates as a good bottom of the lineup hitter. Maybe not as much power, but to spray it at all parts and uh, keep innings going is uh, impressive. It's now Forte, and he popped up to the short snap to get this ball game. This one grounded left side, and that's into left field for a base hit. Goring on his way to third. They are going to wave him around and test Eastman's arm. His throw to the plate. Goring head first in. He's safe at the plate, and the Renegades have tied this thing up 2-2 two to two, thanks to Adonis Forte's opposite way single, and he delivers with two outs in the clutch for the Renegades. Adonis, great job keeping his hands back and getting it to the opposite field, just poking it right between the third baseman and the shortstop and scoring a run to tie this game up. And a pretty good throw by the left fielder Eastman, but Goring able to head first dive in there just in time, and that knots things up at two. Credit Forte with the RBI, his first of the day, and now Wagner could give the Renegades a lead if he singles home Hopkins at second base, or even better, goes out of the park for the third time today. Strobel sets first pitch to Wagner. Way inside it bounces in there. Hopkins is going to try and go to third. Now they've got Forte caught between first and second base. They run him back to first. They now put the tag on Forte. And Forte thought he might have been safe back at first. But regardless, he is out. And the Renegades run themselves out of the second inning. But they do tie the ball game thanks to Adonis Forte's RBI single. We'll head to the bottom of the second inning. This game a 2-2 score on the Show Me Sports Network. Riverhill Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverhill Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverhill Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverhill Christian Academy, Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Renegade's just nodding this thing up at 2-2 two two as we head to the bottom of the second inning. And Adonis Forte tying this with an RBI single, thanks in part to using his walk-off wood bat handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-off wood company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. As Welch is back out for the second inning, gave up two in the first. His first pitch to Gray in there, a strike. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. 0-1 pitch is going to miss inside, 1-1. One one. So to help find your confidence at the plate and maybe just hit RBI singles like Forte just did, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. 1-1, hit to the right side. Amgarn looks to have a play. He's up with it. Throws to Gorling at first base and an easy out number one. Nice start to the second inning for Welch. Absolutely. I like what Welch did. Started early in the strike zone. First pitch strike I think would be huge for Welch because his curveball looks very good as he warms up and to be able to use it, he needs to have a little bit of leeway. So I think from here on out, his main focus needs to be first pitch strike and I think he can give us a few innings tonight. So Grant Noakes, the catcher now in. Did not play in the first game. Bats with one out and nobody on in the bottom of the second inning. 2-2 ball game. This pitch will snap in there. A called strike. That's a good-looking off-speed pitch delivered there by Welch. Absolutely. The fact that he can throw that for a strike, it's going to be tough on right-handed hitters all night. Noakes back into the batter's box. Eastman on deck. Hinojos in the hole. This one called strike at the knees. And good location there, too, coming back with the fastball. So in this at-bat, and at least so far this inning, Welch looks to have found a little bit of the stuff. Absolutely. Don't want to speak too early, but he's looking very more confident the second time out. So now ahead and no ball, two strike count. He's already struck out one batter. Into the lineup, this pitch is swung on and fouled back right in front of us, and that keeps it no balls and two strikes. Don't really know. Noakes got a piece of that one. Look to just get underneath it and foul it straight back. Very late on that fastball, I think, expecting off speed. Be excited to see what Welch does here. A little gamesmanship if he goes to a curveball or off speed or goes right back to the heater and try to blow it past Noakes. This inning started on a Seth Gray ground out to the second baseman, M. Garten. And now he's ahead. No balls and two strikes on Noakes. Looks into the catcher, Fuller who sets low. This one misses up and in, now one and two. Like the idea of throwing off speed, trying to get Noakes looking. We're going to get the second out here of the inning. Is the Renegades. Into the lineup is Welch. One, two, pitch to him is going to be a called strike three. Out, foul tip regardless. It's strike three, the second of the game for Welch, and that's out number two in the inning as down on strikes is Noakes for the second time of the uh, Nevada hitters. They ruled that a strikeout swing, a foul tip off the bat of Noakes. Regardless, I think it would have been called anyway. But Absolutely. Fastball right at the knees. Good pitch by Welch. 
So now Eastman in with nobody on and two outs. Pretty long look in by Welch. Goes into the lineup and his first pitch is going to bend out of the zone. One and oh. Be, so, look, be looking for a good response here by Welch. Well, kind of similar to what we saw from Carriker. Carriker had the rough first inning, but then really settled in. It'd be nice. And with Welch, especially now in a tie game, if he could settle in for the Renegades as well, pumps in a strike on the inside corner, makes it one and one. Eastman, again, looks uncomfortable with that fastball in his kitchen. It might be something that Welch needs to take advantage of. Just about 30 minutes into this game here at Lions Stadium, game two of the doubleheader. This pitch bends just off the outside corner, two and one. Welch smiling after that ball call. Thought it should have been a strike at the knees. Looked like it caught enough of that outside part of the plate. Regardless, it's a ball called, so now two balls and a strike on Eastman. 2-1 pitch coming to a misses low. It's now 3-1. Eastman got the start at second in game one, struck out twice, and flew out to right field. So now a ball away from reaching for the first time today. Although only one walk so far for Welch, and he's been in a bunch of three-ball counts. 3-1 count now coming. It is a called strike on the outside corner. Runs it full. Good comeback there by Welch after falling behind to bring the heat and make it a 3-2 count. So now a strike away from sending us to the third inning. Looks into the catcher floor. Now into the lineup goes the right-hander. Here's his delivery. Hit in the air to right field. Matashek going after it, coming in. He dives, and he can't make the play, and that's going to get past him and roll deep into right field. On his way to second base is Eastman. He's making the turn and heading to third. Throw comes in. Here comes a relay throw to third base, and that gets away from Wobich. Now Eastman's going to get up, but he'll stay put at third base. Good back up there by both the pitcher and the left fielder, but that's a huge misplay by Matashek as once he dove, that ball got past him and rolled almost all the way to the wall. That'll be a two-out triple for Eastman. Little situational awareness needed by Matashek there with two outs. A single doesn't hurt you, but a triple definitely does. Now with an error or a single scoring that runner, but good thing for the Renegades, Cole Wagner there to help back up, or that probably is an inside-the-park home run. For Eastman. So now Eastman at third base and Ojo stepping in. Caught last game. He's at second base here. Was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts in game one. Welch trying to put him away. It's grounded out to short on a couple of hops just in front of the grass. Hopkins up with it. Throws to first and it's a perfect one. And that ends the inning. Nice job there by Welch to bounce right back and get out to number three. So we'll head to the third inning. Now this game a 2-2 tie. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business.
Renegades have scored a run in each of the first two innings. Time to see if they can do it again in the third. This game now a 2-2 two to two tie thanks to some good pitching there by Renegades starter Welch to get out of that second inning and strand the runner at third. And now Wagner, who was at the plate when Forte got caught in a rundown last inning, will step back in. First pitch to him. Misses low and inside. Wagner in the first had a home run to right field, a solo bomb, his second of the day, and now steps in to lead off the third inning in a 2-2 game. Pitch now coming. It's going to miss inside again. Now two balls and no strikes on the Renegades' left fielder. Strobel looking to pitch Wagner inside. I think if he leaves one over the plate, he knows the way Wagner's swinging the bat tonight, it could end up being trouble. Renegades, the first time through the order, had three hits. This pitch to Wagner snaps in there and actually misses high. I, Yeah, I don't know where that one missed, and there was some groans from the home crowd. I think they may have a reasonable gripe there. Might have been Strobel's best off-speed pitch of the night, not called a strike. 3-0 pitch, way inside, and it made Wagner bounce out of the way, and that's a four-pitch walk to get this third inning going. Strobel... Very little pitches near the strike zone there. Probably should have had at least one call, but regardless, that's a four-pitch walk to Wagner. He's on first base to start the third inning. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if that, that 2-0 pitch is called a strike, how that changes the dynamic of the at-bat, because then the 3-0 was nowhere close, but who knows how things change had they made the original call. Absolutely. Pitch to Matashek, misses outside now 1-0, so five straight balls to start this third inning for Strobel, who's given up two runs on three hits and a walk. If I'm Matashek, I'm very patient waiting on a pitch to hit. Matashek walked his first time up. 1-0 pitch to, to him is in there a called strike. I would assume that he was taken all the way there because that one looked to be right down Broadway and no motion at a swing for Matashek. I agree. If I'm Matashek, I'm looking off speed right here. Strobel seems to go fastball off speed. Came with it, and Matashek fouled it back off to the left side. So now quickly, one ball and two strikes on the Renegades' right fielder. Wagner, who walked, is at first base as Wagner does pretty much all season. Lead the Renegades in walks. He's got over 20 so far. I don't know the overall walk rankings for the entire league, but I'd guess that that's up there near the top. He's off of first to throw over to first, and Wagner dives back in safely. Gets the dirty, gets the jersey a little bit dirty. He'll have to take that one to Capital One Laundry. Now back up. He's got a pretty good lead at first. Piazza holds him on, but he's a few steps off the bag. Here's the 1-2 to Matashek. This one in the air to left. Eastman going back on it. Now straightens up and makes the catch in the left center field gap. Wagner will trot on back to first base. And that's out number one here in the third inning. Not a bad hit ball by Matashek, but plenty of time for Eastman to run under it. That will bring up Luke Fuller, who flew out to left in the first inning with Wagner still at first base. Renegades had a lead after a half of an inning, one to nothing, but then quickly gave it up, made it 2-1 to one after the first. Renegades then tied it 2-2 two to two in the second, and that's currently the score as the Renegades bat in the top of the third. Fuller in, first pitch to him, a snapped-off breaking ball, makes it 0-1. I think if Strobel throws that again, Throws that breaking ball in that spot again. I predict Fuller is going to uh, make something happen. Don't know if he would get that ball back if he threw the same pitch. That's this one, a fastball, too. Exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. First pitch called strike was a off-speed, but right down the middle, and Fuller took it. Now he's behind 0-2. Wagner still at first. Here's the next pitch to Fuller. This one fouled straight back. It's 0-2 still. Jackson Lovich 0 for 1 with a ground out. Waits on deck for the Renegades. Comes over to retrieve the foul ball after the fuller foul. So Renegades currently have got three hits and two walks. 
two total runs through two and a third innings. Next pitch to Fuller. Swung on a miss. The beauty of his slider gets forward to Chase. That's strikeout number three for Strobel in the second out of the third inning. Good pitch. Strobel executed and uh, got Fuller to chase on the outside slider. So now it'll be up to Jackson Lovich to continue the third inning for the Renegades. So far today, he is 0 for 4 in the two games combined. Steps in with the runner on first. Checks the swing on a pitch low and away. Gets away. They said he went. Wagner's going to go to second, and he is in there with a slide safely. He's now in scoring position for Lovich, although it's now an 0-1 count on the check swing and miss. Great awareness by Wagner to know that ball got away just enough to assure that he'd be safe stealing the bag. So now a base hit could give the Renegades the lead again as it's an 0-1 count on Lovich. Pretty good amount of room to work with on the right side. Not as much on the left, but Wagner at second base. Strobel's going to step off the mound. Him and Noakes were not on the same page there. And Noakes actually is going to go out and discuss. Pretty good at bat coming up with the go-ahead run at second base, especially in a game that's only seven innings long. I hope Lovich takes the time here and know that a slider is probably incoming and try to adjust. Even after the first game, it looked like he had trouble on the outside slider. I'd love to see him adjust and take that piece to the opposite field and uh, score the runner on second here. So back in the box now is Lovich after the mound meeting. Straightening up on the mound is the pitcher Strobel. He's through two and two-thirds. This pitch bends just inside. Went with the all-speed and it just missed hopping in and now it's one and one on Lovich. Wagner walked to start this inning since two outs have been recorded but Wagner at second base. Good speed out there as well. Lovich now on a 1-1 count. Here's Strobel's delivery. This one grounded back up the middle. Shortstop, though, Chance has a play. He throws to first. It's low, but caught by Piazza, and that will end the inning as Lovich grounds out to the shortstop for the second time in two at-bats. We'll head to the bottom of the third inning. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back in a 2-2 game. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10. Doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. On to the bottom of the third inning. Starting pitcher Davis Welch back out there for the Renegades. Looks to keep this a 2-2 ball game, and he'll have to face the top of the order 
for the Nevada Griffins, looking to tack on a couple more runs. They scored two in the first inning, then were shut out in the second, although they did have a triple off the bat of Mason Eastman on a ball that Matashek dove for and could not come up with. He was stranded, though, and now to the bottom of the third we go, and Chance will foul the first pitch off 0-1. Chance, Piazza, and Man Warren, 1-2-3 in the order. Due up in the third for the Griffins, Pickering, the cleanup hitter, to follow if any of them reach. Most so far through two innings is struck out two, walked one, given up three hits, and two runs allowed, both coming in the first. 0-1 pitch, out a chance, shows bunt, and bunts it foul off to the left side now 0-2. Lovich was playing pretty deep at the third base position, so if he gets it down, maybe a shot he reaches, but regardless, chance bunting it foul, and it's now 0-2. Would be in the best interest of the Renegades to try to keep chance off base here. Once he gets off base, he's kind of like Adonis. He dances around and uh, distracts the pitcher and... Uh, Scores runs that way. 0-2 oh, pitch coming from Welch. It bends out of the zone. Looks like the slider there. It's 1-2. and two. Good pitch being up 0-2. Oh, good waste pitch to try to see if he'd chase. I like that from Welch. Got Lovich and Hopkins on the left side of the infield. And Imgarten and Goring on the right. Wagner and left. Forte in center and Manashek and right. And then Welch pitching to Fuller behind the dish. Back on the mound after the ball is... Welch, he's got a 1-2 count to chance. Here's his pitch. It's fouled off, and we'll do it again. Looks like Welch is making an effort to pitch outside here to chance. Absolutely. Righty pitcher versus righty batter. Not a terrible strategy, and it's gotten him to a one-ball, two-strike count. Was doing it again on the pitch that was just fouled. Welch pitching out of the windup. Pretty long look into four. Now he's got one he likes. Here's the 1-2 delivery. Bends out of the zone in the dirt. Now we're even at two balls and two strikes. I'd like to see Welch go right at him here, not let this get to a 3-2 count as he's been in a lot tonight. Like you said, a whole lot of three-ball counts for Welch. He had three three-ball counts in the first inning and then another one in the second. So if he loses them here in just a little over two innings, this would be the fifth three-ball count. And it will have to wait as this one is fouled off so we stay at two balls and two strikes. A couple great out-bats between the Griffins and Welch tonight. A lot of pitches being thrown for a lot of possible mistakes to be made by both sides. Another foul ball by Chance. This has been a pretty good at-bat. Worked by the shortstop of Nevada. 2-2 ball game. Here's the pitch on 2-2. This one grounded out short. Hopkins has got it. He's up with it in his throw over to first. It's high, but Gorling with the stretch makes the catch. That's out number one. A nice play by the Renegades' first baseman. Hopkins threw it over there. A bullet over to first, and Gorling tall enough to reach up and make the grab. I don't know, Blake roster sheet with the height of Gorling on that, but I don't think every Renegade is tall enough to make that catch. Regardless, Gorling is one of them, and he gets chance for out number one. Piazza, who walked and scored, now stepping in. Slight open stance, the leg guard worn on the front leg of Piazza. Grounds this first pitch to the right side. Imgarn dies, but he can't get in. That's into right field for a one-out base hit. And now it's misplayed by Matashek. It gets past him. Piazza's going to go to second base. Thrown out back in, and he's easily in there. Out of go down is a single and an error, but now a runner in scoring position with one out here in the third inning for the Griffins. Great effort by Imgarden. About a glove length away from keeping that ball in the infield. And then Matashek sleeping out in the outfield. Let's it go right past him. Now this runner's in scoring position. Did it need Welch to get us out of this bind? So fourth hit given up by Welch, and now Piazza at second base after the single and the error. And now Man Warren is struck out, swinging steps in. First pitch to Man Warren is fouled off 
out of play right side, 0-1. Walsh took a couple of glances at Piazza at second base before delivering the pitch. Like you said, it was a pit hit by Piazza that wasn't all that hard, but just about a hop or a couple of gloves lengths out of the reach of the diving Imgarten. Check of the runner. Righty now looks towards the plate. Back towards the runner and now comes home. This one swung on and a check swing. He went around. That's a slider out of the zone. And a big chase there makes it 0-2. Great ex execution. He used that combo, throwing a fastball outside, which he fouled off, and then to the slider outside. Great combo pitch right there. And that slider had a lot of movement. That thing looked like it was going to start in the same spot and then ended up in the left-handed hitter's batter's box in the dirt. So no balls and two strikes. Welch ahead on Man Warren looking to strike him out a second time. And he will have to wait as this one just misses, makes it one and two. Welch seems to feel comfortable no matter who the batter is on the outside of the plate. Hasn't came inside a lot tonight. They've got the second baseman, Imgarn, pulled a little bit more towards the second base bag. Hopkins now moving back towards the normal shortstop spot with the righty Man Warren at the dish. One-two pitch. Bends low in the dirt, blocked by four nicely, but now two balls and two strikes. Welch is going to have to deal with Pickering on deck as well. Would like to face him with two outs if he can retire. Man Warren right here already got him down once on strikes. That was the first out he recorded of this game. Now going to get him out again. 2-2 two -two pitch, check of the runner, and the kick and fire. This one grounded high, chopper in front of home plate. Off the mound is Welch. They rule that's a fair ball. Batterman Warren never left the batter's box as Welch made the tag on him at home plate. Runner moved up to third in Piazza. I think Man Warren thought that was a foul ball. It was hit so high in front of home plate. But he is tagged out for out number two. And a heads up play there by the pitcher Welch. I'm assuming Man Warren had a little bit of confusion with that ball hitting off of home plate, which is in fair territory. Regardless, heads up Baseling there by Piazza to take third. And now he's 90 feet away from getting the Nogmeda Griffins back out in front. It's a 2-2 game. Runner on third and two outs for Pickering. First pitch delivered to him is grounded right side, but that is foul. 0-1-1. Welch had a battle with a runner on third and two outs last inning before he got Hinojos to ground out. And it now looking to do the same thing with a runner on third and two down here in the bottom of the third inning. 2-2 ball game. Second game of the doubleheader today between the Griffins and the Renegades. Second out of three trips here to this ballpark line stadium for Jefferson City. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Way outside goes the backstop. Runner going to come home, and now they've got him caught in a rundown. Fuller will throw to third base. Lovich now chasing him towards the plate. He will make the tag on the runner, Piazza, and a well-executed rundown there by the Renegades of Fuller and Lovich. And that will end the inning in a base-running gaff there by Piazza and the Griffins. We'll talk a little bit more about what just happened in just a moment. We head to the fourth inning. It's a 2-2 game on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent 
You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Tied at two to two as we head to the fourth inning. This game moving quickly and also only seven innings, so imperative that the Renegades try and jump out in front here as we move further and further along. It'll be Imgarn, Shreve, and Gorling six, seven, eight in the order due up as Imgarn fouls back the first pitch. Owen one facing Strobel now for the fourth inning. And this game's still tied 2-2 two two, thanks to a little help, like you mentioned. Backstop gets the assist on that rundown because it got by Fuller pretty easily and Piazza started coming home as the 0-1 pitch misses. But it then ricocheted off the backstop directly to Fuller and the runner Piazza realized this and realized he was going to be out immediately at home plate. And then was, at that point it was too late, it was caught in a rundown. So Renegades could not have got any luck here on that bounce back. As this one hit high in the air to right field, but it's going to be playable for the right fielder. That's Pickering, and he runs under it to make the catch. Retired Imgarden for out number one. Going back to that play that ended last inning, if that kick's even just a little bit left, that's probably enough to get away and allow Piazza to score. Would make it a, made it a 3-2 ball game, but Renegades catch a break, and it's now 2-2 two two in the fourth inning. Need to take advantage of the break they caught and try to get on Strobel here before the Griffins go to the bullpen. So Shreve now in, struck out his first time, swings and misses here, 0-1. Shreves did not hit in the first game, pitched an inning. Now up for his second at-bat of the game. Strobel into the lineup, he'll deliver the 0-1 to Shreves, misses up. Now we're at a ball and a strike. Righty-righty matchup here between the Renegades DH and the starting pitcher way up and in, misses a ball. Now two balls. And a strike. Shreves has some good luck at this ballpark. And the last time that these two teams played about a couple weeks ago is the 2-1. It swung on and missed. Shreves walked and then also hit a home run in that ballgame. So see if he could channel that again here. He's going to have to do it in a two-strike count, though, as it's 2-2 two and two on Shreves. Schrobel so far has got three strikeouts. And now he's got four as Shreves will swing and miss. Catcher behind the plate, Noakes applies the tag, and Shreves is down on strikes for the second time. Two up, two down in the fourth. Strobel looks to be settling in a little bit. It was a great combo by Strobel, three-pitch combo going slider away, slider away, and then fastball in, and it had Shreves tied up. So now into the box is Goring. He was hit by a pitch, scored the second run of this game, and now things at two. Fouls the first pitch off 0-1. Renegades, after the first game where they fell 5-4, to four, fell to 13-17 and 17 on the season. They had previously won four out of their last five and looked like they were going to tie the game before they ruled a base runner left too early, and that's how the game ended. This 0-1 pitch in their strike now, 0-2. So Renegades imperative that they bounce back and take the second half of this doubleheader. Otherwise, the Griffins would be joining them by just two games with about a week to go. 0-2 pitch to Goring misses low, and it's 1-2. Taylor Hopkins single to left his first time up. Waits on deck. Two outs and nobody on. Here's the 1-2 to Goring. Bends out of the zone. Not even close. Now two balls and two strikes 
Looks like Strobel trying to pitch going away and just hasn't been able to find it with the last two pitches. Strobel working extremely quick. I think he's found a stride here. Renegades need to try to stop him in his tracks. Top of the fourth inning, 2-2 ball game. Here comes the 2-2 to Goring. It will bend high and out of the zone. Now 3-2, three, three straight misses out of the zone to work it full to Goring. Good at bat by Gorling, trying to get a piece of hidden right here to keep this inning going. Back into the box now is Goring. Lightly waves the bat over the right shoulder. And now here comes Strobel's 3-2 delivery. It's grounded back up the middle. It's not hit all that hard. Shortstop Chance is going to boot it, and that's going to lead for, I would assume, be an infield single for Goring. What have been a bang-bang play. And he's now on with two outs in the fourth for the Renegades. Great job by Gorling just to stay patient and get a pitch that he felt comfortable hitting, and I think that should be a hit. I, I think he would have been yeah, safe on the throw. I'm assuming that that was going to be a hit because Chance came so far in, and although he wasn't able to field it, he would have had to make the make the play and throw a perfect. On, also would have had to have been an absolute bullet to get Goring. So that'll be ruled an infield single, and now he's on at first base with two outs for Hopkins. Renegades now with four hits. First pitch to Hopkins is a cold strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Hopkins pulled a single into left field in the second. Ended up being very important because the next batter, Forte, singled in a run to make it 2-2. Two to two. Oh, one pitch now to Hopkins. Hit on the air out to shallow left center field. Shortstop chance going out. Center fielder now coming in. And Martino, the center fielder, makes the catch for out number three. Hopkins flies out to end the inning. So to the bottom of the fourth we go. This is still a 2-2 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network for a real good matchup between the Renegades and the Griffins. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Davis Welch has really settled in for the Renegades on the mound, and he returns to that said mound for the bottom of the fourth inning. Welch gave up two runs in the first, but has since not allowed a run in the last two innings. In total, he's given up four hits, struck out two, walked one. And I think we can agree that the stuff really has not been that bad. Once he got out off of that, um, the rough start that he had, he's kind of settled in and he's given the Renegades some length as well. Absolutely. He's letting his defense make some plays is what I've noticed. That he's filling up the strike zone instead of trying to get all strikeouts, and it's paying off for him. And for back-to-back -back innings as well, he has stranded a runner at third to end it. Now we'll face the middle part of this lineup in a 2-2 ball game, bottom of the fourth. First pitch, Pickering will swing and miss for strike one. Pickering was at the dish when Piazza was caught in the rundown to end the inning. Now behind no ball and two strikes, Mart Mortino on deck right in the hole. 
Middle part of this order for Nevada. 0-1 pitch is it in the air to right field. Matashek moving to his left, excuse me, his right. Now camps under it and will make the catch for out number one. A high hit fly ball, but not very deep. Out number one here in the fourth inning. Well, he's really settled in here. I think uh, the Renegades, while they do have Schmitz available, I think they might let Welch go as long as uh, he looks confident and establishes the strike zone as he has the past couple innings. So now after the fly out to get this inning going, big at bat there, retiring the cleanup hitter to get it started. Now it'll be Martino in. Martino had a single and drove in the only two runs so far for Nevada his first time up. Now bats with nobody on and one out in the fourth and looks like a college strike going one. Good slider on the outside corner to establish that pitch for this at bat. Martino so far today has two hits in the two games. Played a good center field. 0-1 pitch is a called strike at the knees. Perfect location there on the outside corner. It's now no balls and two strikes on the Veda center fielder. Would love to see that slider again. Have a good feeling Martino would chase. So here comes the 0-2. Like you said, let's see if Welch goes slider here. Can he even afford to waste a pitch? Fuller into the crouch. That's where he's setting up, and it's going to catch a lot of the play and be fouled off. I don't think that's where that pitch was supposed to end up. I don't think so either. Lucky that... Uh... Martino didn't make that mistake, end up being a hit. Looked like that off-speed caught a whole lot of the strike zone, but Martino fouls it off. So still no balls and two strikes. Back on the mound now is Welch. Kicks the left leg and will deliver the 0-2, misses outside, and now 1-2. and two. Martino started off right it, but held up in plenty of time. And he lives to see another pitch. Renegades have the infield defense playing pretty much normal positions against the right-handed hitter. And here comes the 1-2 from Welch. It's grounded weakly off to the right side. Will it stay fair? It does. Goring is going to bobble, but then pick it up and step on the bag. And a ball that goes about 70, 75 feet is retired for out number two. Looks like uh, he got crossed up there, and his little check swing that ended up staying fair. Unlucky for Martino. Easy out for the first baseman, Gorlin. Off the bat, too. Off the bat of a right-hander. Right That's a ball we often see curl foul and get over the line on the right side. But once that thing hit the ground, it just went as straight as an arrow up the line and stayed fair, and Gorlin was there to pick it up for the second out. So now Gray in had the big base hit in game one. Ended up being the winning hit. Fouls off the first pitch 0-1. Back on the mound now is Davis Welch so far through three and two-thirds innings. Has really rebounded since the first. Needs just one more out to complete four innings of two-run ball. Next pitch is grounded high on the infield. Lovich moves in. He's got it. His throw to first is a good one, and that's a ground out to end the inning. And for the first time all night, Davis Welch goes three up, three down, and retires the Griffins in order. So this game moving along, and once again, it's a tight one. We'll head to the fifth inning. It's a 2-2 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. 
Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Looking to jump out in front, they have had just one lead this ball game, and that was when they were up one to nothing after the first inning. Ever since, they've either been tied or trailing there for a brief moment. They were losing this one, and now it'll be the top of the lineup. So perfect time to jump back out in front. This game only going seven innings between the Renegades and the Griffins, and we're here in the top of the fifth. So we'll see if Adonis Forte can get things going for the Renegades. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel coming to you live from the Doc and Home Direct broadcast booth. Been a lot of fun today in Nevada, and hopefully it ends with a Renegades win in the nightcap for Teoks to strike a 1-1 to him. So it'll be Forte, Wagner, and Matashek. Forte fouls this one off. He's quickly behind 0-2. Forte tied this game in the second inning with an opposite way single, and ever since that, this game has really sped up and no runs have been scored on either side. 0-2 pitch coming from Strobel, fouled off again. Forte staying alive, and we'll do it again in just a moment. I have to be honest with you, at the start of this game and seeing Strobel's ERA, I, uh, I thought the Renegades would be able to take advantage, but he's really settled in here and impressed. 0-2 pitch now coming once again to Forte, who waves the bat a few times. Now ready to go, pitch to him, misses upstairs. Now it's 1-2. and two. I'm going to flip back and look. I believe Strobel may have actually been the pitcher in the last time that these two teams faced here at Lions Stadium. I'll have that in just a moment. 1-2 pitch to Forte. is swung on and missed. He has struck out. That is the fifth renegade who got out on strikes as he swings and misses for out number one here in the top of the fifth inning. So now Cole Wagner who will step in. has got two home runs on the day. And yep, I was correct. Strobel got the start the last time these two teams faced in this ballpark. Took the loss, went seven innings, and gave up four runs. So certainly it's looked a lot better tonight and gets strikeout number five to start the fifth inning. Forte down for the second time tonight. First pitch to Wagner. Ben's inside now 1-0. Wagner's had a good night at the plate. Home run and a walk. Really just had an overall great day at the plate. Strobel again setting the tempo inside on Wagner. That's the uh, same spot he was going all last game. This one misses outside 2-0. I don't think he necessarily wants to give Wagner all great of a pitch to hit here. First two have really been nowhere close. Now sets back on the mound. The righty Looks into the catcher. Noakes now goes into the lineup and gets a swing and a miss on a fastball up now 2-1. and one. So Challenged them there, and Wagner was late on it. Now in a two-ball, one-strike count. Matashek, who's 0-for-1, waits on deck. Here comes the 2-1 to Wagner. Snaps just high. That was another great off-speed pitch and didn't miss by much. I think that was the same. Wagner was up 2 when we had a call like that last time that just missed. 3-1 pitch now coming to him, and it is a cold strike at the knees, now even 3-2. That would have been something had they not called that one. 
Strobel is doing a good job of uh, changing locations and keeping Wagner off off his toes. Nobody on. One out in the top of the fifth. The 3-2 pitch to Wagner. He's hit to right field and hit on a line. That's a fair ball down the right field line. That'll go all the way into the corner. Wagner on his way to second. He's got third base on his mind. He's going to make the turn, and that's where he's headed. The throw comes in. The shortstop loses the ball. And in with a slide safely with Wagner. He's not going to get up and come home. The throw got away. Here's the throw to the plate. The slide. He's in there safely. And the Renegades have a 3-2 lead. And now is Wagner okay at home plate? There was a collision. And the catcher Noakes and Wagner collided. Regardless, the Renegades jump out in front. But more importantly, is Cole Wagner all right? Along with Nevada's catcher, he's also shaken up. Absolutely, yeah. Don't want to forget about him as those two collided. Wagner went in safely on a headfirst slide. And the catcher Noakes got taken out at the feet. Both went down. Wagner's now up and walking. But the catcher Noakes is still down on his back. And it looks like their coach is going to signal down. They're going to need some help getting him off. Medical team now out. Thankfully, Wagner's okay. He's walked to the Renegades dugout. It's now a 3-2 ball game. That'll go down as a triple and then an error. When the throw came into the shortstop, he faked like he was going to throw to third. Then the ball got away. Wagner alertly saw this and came home and scored with a head first dive. But now a scary sight here at home play. The catcher now still down. So ruled as a triple and an error. Wagner almost had a, you can technically say he's had two home runs, one that left the yard and another a little league home run. And with this going on, I think it's best that we step away for just a moment, let things sort themselves out here. Regardless, Renegades have taken the lead. It's 3-2 to two in the top of the fifth inning. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Back at Lions Stadium here in Nevada, and a good sign all around as the catcher Noakes is up and looks to be all right. Cole Wagner actually came back out of the dugout after Noakes got up, and those two talked, kind of gave each other a uh, fist bump on the chest, but it was a good little moment there. Obviously, completely unintentional by by the runner Wagner to take out Noakes at the knees, but it was a head first dive in the throw like you talked to me about during a break. Uh, Noakes had a jump for it, and it was just unfortunate timing all around. And regardless, it looks like Noakes may be actually able to stay in this ballgame. Great sport, sportsmanship tonight here at Lions Field with uh, Wagner coming out and checking on uh, Nevada catcher Noakes to make sure everything's okay. I'm sure uh, hoping there wasn't serious injury, feeling bad, even though it's just a bang-bang play at the plate. So Wagner in, they credit him with a triple to right field and then scores on the throwing error by the second baseman, Anojos. 
That ball was hit so far down the right field line, Wagner was pretty easily going to go into third base. But then the second baseman, the cutoff man, got the, th got the cutoff and then started to look to throw to third. And then when he realized Wagner was easily going to be safe, tried to stop his arm, and the ball just came right out of it and kicked away far enough to where Wagner was able to scamper on home. And maybe if that's a perfect throw, they have a shot at him, but it was high, and Wagner dove in head first. And he was in safe. So now 3-2 Renegades lead. Wagner looks to be okay. And thankfully, Noakes looks to be okay as well. So I think everyone avoided any serious damage. And this game was just about ready to get back underway. Absolutely. Next, next level awareness by Wagner. See that ball get away and score a run to put the Renegades on top. So no RBI for Wagner, but he's across the plate for the second time tonight. Matishek first pitch, rips this one into the right center field. That's going to go into the gap. Matishek making a turn at first base. He is going to head to second base as Pickering bobbles it. His throw, but Matishek is in there safely standing. And back-to-back -back extra base hits for the Renegades as Matishek takes advantage of the first pitch he sees and laces it into right center field for a double. Be interested to see how long they let Strobel in the game after a couple of really solid contacts by Matishak and Wagner, the past two batters. That ball was bobbled by the right fielder Pickering, so I guess you could potentially say that's a single and an error, but I think the way it was hit, Matishak, when that was bobbled, was already taking a big turnaround first base, so I'll say that's a double for now. He's now at second base for Luke Fuller, who steps in 0 for 2. Renegades now lead 3 to 2 in the top of the fifth inning. Strobel's pitch to Fuller way outside. It gets away, and Matisek's going to trot up to third base. Now 90 feet away from another one. Still one out here in this fifth inning. Talked about it not having a whole lot of the pass balls, wild pitches. That could be a big one, and it comes now in the top of the fifth inning. Absolutely. About the worst time for Strobel and the Griffins right there with the ball getting away and let another go ahead run be at third. So now back into the batter's box is Luke Fuller. They pull the first baseman, Piazza, in. He's on the edge of the grass. Third baseman, Gray, a few steps back on the dirt. Manischek now at third base, top of the fifth. This game only going seven, so an extra run here could go a long, long way, especially with the Renegades getting close to the point where they could turn it over to closer Tanner Schmitz. Time called. You've got so far four innings out of Davis Welch and giving up the two runs. And we've seen Tanner Schmitz have three innings saves before. Maybe if they could get one more out of Welch and then turn it over for two for Schmitz, I would guess that may be the ideal plan. I think that would be beneficial for the Renegades to have Schmitz be available maybe not tomorrow night, but uh, Friday night's game. So run already in this inning, top of the fifth. It was a triple and then an E4 that allowed Wagner to score. And now a 1-0 pitch coming to Fuller. Ben's out of the zone 2-0. Matishek at third base after the double and then advancing to third on the wild pitch. Renegades last held a lead back in the first inning. Now hold one once again here in the fifth. Looking to take the nightcap of this doubleheader between them and the Griffins. Schobel into the lineup. His pitch is hit high in the air. Popped up foul and out of play. And that makes things two balls and one strike. Looks like Strobel switched his uh, approach there a little bit with a quick pitch. It uh, looked like it might have caught Fuller off guard. We'll see if he goes back to it. Strobel gave up the triple to Wagner and... Had to wait to see, but with the double by Matishek coming right after, that means the third run will be earned on Strobel. Gets a swing and miss, but it's again going to go to the backstop. Matishek started to come, but then held up. Just didn't get away far enough, so he stays put at third. And now two balls and two strikes. So a big pitch coming for a strikeout here would be not welcomed by the Renegades. With only one out, I think Matishek made the right decision by not testing at the plate. Maybe not the best speed on the team, so... 
with only one out, taking the chance that uh, hopefully Fuller can hit him home. So now four and two ball, two strike count after back-to-back -back strikes delivered by Strobel. Here's the quick pitch again. It swung on a missed out in front was Fuller. He's retired on strikes and a big out number two there for Strobel. He's just got to get one more and keep this a 3-2 ball game. Another slider for a strikeout. That's been Strobel's go-away pitch right now, and the Renegades haven't adjusted to it yet. And another quick pitch there, too. Strobel started to go into the lineup and then very quickly brought that ball towards the plates. Renegades have two hits, two extra base hits in this inning, and one run already in, another potentially at third. Lovich is over 2 with two ground outs, and he will swing first pitch, line it back up the middle, and that's into center field for an RBI single for Lovich. Manashek can crawl on home. He's in there, and Lovich, his first hit of the afternoon, doubles the Renegades' lead from 1-2. to two. They now are in front 4-2. to two. Good advantage there by Lovich to take it, take advantage of the first pitch he saw and line it back up the middle. Absolutely. Happy to Lovich for, to break that over streak tonight. He's a, a crucial part to this Renegade team, especially to the offense, and uh, happy to see him shoot that one right back up the middle. So Mag Wagner and Matashek now in this inning. Lovich at first base. Imgarn, who's 0 for 2, steps in. They hold Lovich on to first base with Piazza. First pitch misses up 1-0. So Strobel now giving up four runs on seven hits so far through four and two-thirds innings. I wonder if Coach Mike would be uh, interested in sending Lovich a second to try to get another runner in scoring position with a two-run lead here in the fifth. Looks like Nevada has at least one pitcher warming up a righty. They might have even two as this one misses inside. Now 2-0 to Imgarn. I don't think that we will see Strobel go on in this outing too much longer. I can't imagine, especially now trailing by two, that they want to let this get any more out of hand. Still nine more outs to play with for the Nevada offense, but don't know how much longer Strobel's got left in the tank. Dual pitch now coming. Imgarn is it high in the air to right center field? A mile high in the air, but looks to be playable. Center fielder Martino and right fielder Pickering both after it, but Pickering will call him off and make the catch. That's out number three to end the inning. But the Renegades have a lead. They are now in front four to two. Thanks to a Cole Wagner triple, a Jack Matashek double, and a Jackson Lovitz single. And we'll head to the bottom of the fifth inning with the Renegades now out in front four to two. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Back here on the Show Me Sports Network, 
So glad you're joining us here tonight from the Doc and Ome Direct broadcast booth. Ben Schmidt along with Bryce Creasel. As go riding with Doc and Ome Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. They do it all. Doc and Ome Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, officially, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservation at moexpress.com. Hopefully that bus ride on Dock and Arm tonight after this one is a happy bus ride. Renegades will have to get nine more outs and hold what is currently a 4-2 lead. Drew, or excuse me, Davis Welch now on the mound equipped with a two-run lead. And if he could pitch a fifth inning here and get through it, he would be in line for the win potentially. He'll face bottom part of the order, 7-8-9. Noakes, Eastman, and first pitch from Noakes. Hit hard into the right center field gap, and that's going to get down and go to the wall for extra bases. Noakes makes the turn. He's headed to second. Matashek just now gathering in right. Gets the throw back in quickly. That holds Noakes to two bags, but he's on in scoring position to lead off this bottom of the fifth inning. We'll see if this leads to a rally for the Griffins now trailing 4-2. Looking to see Welch settle in here, even though a uh, leadoff double, and know that he has a two-run lead and not just a one-run lead, and uh, Try to get some more pitches into this inning so we don't have to go to Smith so early. Welch threw four, had struck out two, walked one, given up four hits and the two runs, and then gives up his fifth to start the inning to Noakes, who had the collision last inning, and then comes right back here and doubles to the right center field gap. Previously, Welch had retired four in a row. Now we'll face Easton, excuse me, Eastman, who has a triple. First pitch looks to strike 0 and 1. Good setup by the catcher, Luke Fuller, setting up outside, but putting his glove on the inside part of the plate to catch that slider coming back in. Hinojos, who grounded out, is on deck. Tying run at the plate in the bottom of the fifth inning. Eastman in now. Check out the runner. This pitch is going to be swung on him. It's a beauty of an off-speed there, and it's now 0-2 on Eastman. A big out if Welch can get it. Now into the box now on an 0-2 count is Eastman. Runner off second base, Noakes checks him. This one is hit foul off to the right side, out of play. And we will have to do the ball and two-strike pitch once again. Same three pitches, same three spot. Look, I would look to see a uh, fastball up and away to see if you can get a swing and miss here. Woach sets at the belt. They've got Imgarn shading a little closer towards the second base bag with the righty. Eastman in the batter's box. Not a big lead for Noakes. Here's the 0-2 pitch. This one hit to the right side. It'll be an out, but it'll advance the runner. Imgarn slow to first is in time, but moving up easily to third is Noakes, and that's a productive out number one for the Griffins. And now run number three, 90 feet away for Nevada. So Eastman puts it in play. Good things happen, and now Hinojos puts another ball in play. Can make this just a one-run ball game. Renegades defense looks to be uh, playing in their normal spots, not the corners in, knowing that they have a two-run lead instead of just a one. So that's the uh, beneficial of adding on those runs. Especially the Lovich RBI with two outs to make it three, three or 4-2 instead of 3-2. Otherwise, that would be the tying run at third base. First pitch to Nojos, misses. That's going to go to the backstop. Four will not have a play. And jogging in safely is Noakes. And it's now a one-run ball game on the wild pitch. And Noakes will come in to score. It's now 4-3, still in favor of the Renegades, bottom of the fifth. Pitch missed way outside and away. Ford tried to grab it on the backhand, could not come up with it. 
And it's now 1-0 count on Hinojos. Looks like some slight throwing in the Renegades' bullpen. Into the windup now, 1-0 pitch way inside on Hinojos. And now two balls, no strikes on the second baseman for the Griffins. Walsh now just giving up his third run of the game. Five hits total. Don't know how much longer they will let him go. Back into the box now, the 2-0 count. And the righty's delivery out of the windup is on the outside corner. It wasn't caught by four, but it was a strike. And it's now 2-1. and one. Leadoff batter Caleb Chance waits on deck. He's one for two. Just past 10 p.m. here at Lions Stadium in the fifth inning of our second game. Renegades lost the first 5-4. to four. This one a beauty snapped off in there, and that makes it 2-2. Two and two. two nice bounce-back pitches by Welsh after falling behind 2-0. and oh. He's been solid in doing that all night. Even if you don't get ahead early, he's been in a whole bunch of 3-2 counts tonight, which uh, shows that he's got a good... Uh, 2-2 pitch, grounded out to the right side. Imgarn, another opportunity, throws to first in time, and that's now another batter retired. So although giving up the run, Welch has, he's gotten back-to-back groundouts to second, and now an out away from getting us through five with the Renegades' lead still intact. You think if he gets this last out here and finishes five, then we see them turn it over to Schmitz to try and get the last two? I think so. The fact that Schmitz has made many saves this year with three innings under his belt, I'm thinking two innings... Uh, Tunings will definitely be in his repertoire, and I think that's where they should go to in a must-win game. So Chance, one for two, looks at a first pitch off-speed, and they're calling strike 0-1. Chance scored the first run of this game on the two-RBI single by Martino in the first inning. That was the last time the Griffins had scored until just a moment ago when Noakes crossed on the wild pitch. This one swung on a miss, chased the slider down and away, and Welch quickly had no balls and two strikes. Has a couple of waste pitches here. I'd like to see to assure that this runner doesn't get on base. So chance back in the box. Righty shortstop. Just lightly waves the bat. And here comes the 0-2 from Welch. This one in high in the air foul. And then we'll get over the dugout and out of play. So we'll have to do the 0-2 again. Didn't see where that one totally ended up. But I believe that one caught a decent amount of home plate. It did. So we'll see if now... Welch expands the zone, still had no balls and two strikes, looks in for the sign from Fuller, now goes into the lineup, here comes the 0-2 pitch, this one hit foul again, and we stay right here at 0-2. Again, hugging that outside corner, I wouldn't mind if he went just a couple more inches outside to see if he'd get a chance to chase. And the Yates have going, and Imgarn on the right, Hopkins and Lovich on the left, looking to get out number three and send us to the sixth inning, and we're only playing seven. Renegades lead 4-3, here comes the 0-2 offering once again. Fouled off again and just continuing to stay alive. It's Chance. He's put together good at bat here after falling behind 0-2. That was the pitch I was hoping to see from Welch, but Chance, like you said, doing a great job of fouling it off. Welch hasn't went inside any of this at bat. It might be beneficial. So still 0-2, three straight foul balls off the bat of the shortstop, Caleb Chance. He's been in the leadoff spot both times today. He's got two hits over the course of the two ball games. Here comes the 0-2 delivery for another time, and this one will miss. Went way outside there with the slider, and Fuller had to block it. It's now 1-2. and two. He went outside like you were talking about, but just too far outside to get any chase, chase there by chance. I don't think that one ever looked like it was going to start as a strike. Absolutely not. I think it would probably be used as a setup pitch here, hopefully to get a chance to swing high and away on a fastball. 
1-2 now. Welch still ahead looking for strikeout number three. Here's his delivery. It's fouled off again. And this long at bat just continuing. Whoever wins this battle is going to have to have had worked for it. So we continue to do this two-strike pitch coming from Welch after now four foul balls by Caleb Chance. One ball mixed in there as well. And Fuller once again putting down the signs. Catcher's got one he likes. Here's the one-two pitch. Called strike three. Perfect location. And after just so many fouls, Chance finally gets left frozen as he looked at an off-speed pitch right in there for strike three. So Renegades give up a run, make it four to three, but lead still intact as we head to the sixth inning. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business Back now for the top of the sixth inning on the Show Me Sports Network. We're using that break to try and figure out who has just come into the ball game, and we believe it's Soy Lang for the Nevada Griffins. Number 37 left-hander towing the rubber to face the bottom part of the Renegades order to start off the top of the sixth inning. Renegades lead this one 4-3, to three, and now looking to play add-on. Starting pitch tonight for the Griffins, Jacob Strobel, currently in line for the loss if the score holds up. Went five innings, struck out six, walked two, gave up seven hits and four runs, and now gives way to Lang. First pitch to Shreves. Upstairs now 1-0. It'll be 7-8-9 in the Renegades order. Shreves going in Hopkins. Shreves over two with two strikeouts. Lang lefty kicks and delivers a pitch outside. 2-0. Did just hear the the, uh, Nevada broadcaster upstairs say that 
Lang has one save so far on the year, so I would assume he's been used in high leverage situations. Pitching now in the sixth, which is essentially the eighth in a normal game, and it's a one-run deficit for Nevada. 2-0 pitch to Shrees, misses low, and it's now 3-0 on the Renegades DH. Missing the strike zone just by a hair. First batter that the new lefty has faced, and he's yet to throw a strike. It's 3-0. Goring waiting on deck. The lefty into his windup. 3-0 pitch is a call strike on the inside corner. Now 3-1. Lane doesn't appear to have a uh, high-velocity fastball here. It might, uh, might look for Shreves to try to take this one deep. 3-1 pitch from Shreves. Hit in the air out to left center field. It's shallow. It should be playable. More Martino calling off the left fielder, and he makes the catch. And shallow left center field. Trees retired for out number one. Good bounce back there by Lang. Martino came in and then called off Eastman out in left center and made the catch. So one up, one down in the sixth against the new pitcher, Lang. And now Goring, who has reached base twice on a hit by pitch and a single, will step into the batter's box for Jefferson City. Lefty into the lineup, his first pitch to Goring. A nasty off-speed pitch, strike one called on the inside corner. Again, not a lot of velocity, but that's slowed down enough that that seems like a totally different atmosphere from even this fastball. Good pitch by Lang. Oh, one pitch is going to catch the outside corner. So Lang moving east and west goes inside corner for strike one and then comes back to the outside for strike two. And I think Goring's left there sitting uh, thinking, where is this next pitch going to end up? It's an 0-2 coming. It is going to miss low. That one looked to be the fastball now one and two. It was a great movement on the first two pitches. The first one for a strike started on the outside and then came all the way back in. And then the second pitch started way outside and then came back to the outside corner. 1-2 pitch. It in the air out to center. Martino just having to move a few steps back on it. Makes the catch head high. And Goring is retired. Back-to-back flyouts to center for the two Renegades hitters here in the top of the sixth inning. Two up, two down. Lang is doing a great job of mixing his pitches, keeping, like you said, Renegade batters up. Not easy at the plate. Great job of mixing between off-speed and speed and location. Again, kind of like Shreves for the Renegades. Doesn't seem like a high-velocity guy, but location, location, location. Well, he fell behind 3-0 to Shreves coming into the game, and then since has had great stuff, and now fires in a first-pitch strike to Hopkins 0-1. Hopkins is 1-2 for on the day, single to left, and then advanced to second in the second inning, and then flew out to center in the fourth. A one-pitch is... Check swing. He went around on a pitch in the dirt. It's now 0-2. Hopkins going to have to go to work now as he has come up empty on back-to-back swings. So Lang has worked pretty quickly as well. Just a strike away from completing this top of the sixth inning. Here's the delivery. Swung on a miss on a pitch in the dirt. It's blocked by the catcher, Noakes. His throw to first at Piazza is in time. And that's a strikeout swinging to Hopkins to end the inning. Lang's first of the night. So Renegades go 3-3 three three down in the sixth. To the bottom half of the inning we go. Who will be coming out to pitch for the Renegades? Looks like Tanner Schmitz. We'll see him in just a moment when we're right back on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take the walk, Eddie! Moex, Doc and Norm Direct is back 
better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. It is actually Davis Welch coming back to the mound for the sixth inning. He has really settled in and throw five strong, struck out three, allowed just five hits in the three runs. So the Renegades rewarded with a trip to the mound in the sixth. And Renegades got to get six more outs on the mound. And while Welch finishes his warm-up pitches, I want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the ha barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves, so to help find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. So bottom of the sixth inning now, Renegades clinging to a 4-3 to three lead. And it's going to be a tough task here for Welch in the sixth, facing 2-3-4, the heart of this order for the Griffins. Just six more outs to get for Renegades pitching. Currently out in front of this one. Piazza is one for one, a walk and a single run scored. First pitch to him way outside, 1-0. and oh. How long do you think the leash here is for Welch this inning? Well, I was thinking short, to be honest. I'm surprised he came back out, but I think the point that we are at in the season here, I think Coach Mike understands we need all the pitching we can down the home stretch, and Welch has looked pretty strong these last few innings, so we're going to see if he can do it. Misses outside again, so now two balls and no strikes. Renegades got five innings pitched in the first game, used a bunch of position players to pitch on Monday's game, had the off day Tuesday, so they've not been taxed as of late. Had to play a couple doubleheaders last week, so that obviously plays a factor. This pitch way inside, now 3-0, and Welch in danger of locking the leadoff batter. Piazza would put him on to lead off this bottom of the sixth. Needs to be careful with Piazza's power, as we've seen in the first game, to uh, not leave anything middle-middle. So a 3-0 count. We'll see if Piazza's taking or not. This pitch is upstairs, and that's a four-pitch walk to start the inning, and Piazza will head on down to first base. So now tying run on first base, and it looks like head coach Mike D'Amelio is coming out of the dugout. So talking about that leash, I think it was very, very short, and after a leadoff base runner getting Piazza on at first, I think that's going to be it for Welch. D'Amelio out to the mound. We'll see if he takes the ball. He's having a conversation with him and Fuller. Don't see if anyone is coming out of the Renegades' dugout. This may just be a conversation at the mound, asking Welch how good he is to stay in this thing. We'll see, but with no one trotting in from the Renegades on the right side dugout bullpen area, I think they may be sticking with Welch here. Schmitz is definitely throwing 100% in the bullpen right now, getting warm, but it looks like Welch will stay in the game. Mike D'Amelio walking back to the dugout, and Schmitz continued to throw in, so he uh, looks like the next man up if Welch can't get out of this jam. So Piazza the leadoff walk to start the bottom of the six, four three 4-3 Renegades lead. And Sandman Warren in, strikeout and ground out. Renegades could use another one of those ground outs here. Turn two in the bottom of the six. Nobody out and one on. 
Welch off the mound visit. Here we go. His first pitch is going to bend out of the zone. Nice backhanded stop by Fuller, but now five straight balls throw here to start the sixth inning by Welch. Overcooked slider right there. I think he needs to go fastball and try to find some control and get back in the zone. Yeah, you're right. The slider this inning has been nowhere close to the two righties. Or excuse me, this righty and then the lefty. Just a moment ago, Piazza, all of them have missed low and away. This one foul out of play, so finally Welch gets a strike, gets a foul ball. If it sings up one and one, right-hander, or excuse me, left-hander Andrew Pickering waits on deck. He's 0 for 2. So as much damage as these three and four hitters did in the first game for Nevada, they have not done a whole lot so far tonight. They're combined 0 for 4. First baseman Piazza or Piazza's at first base, held on by first baseman Goring. This one in the air out to deep left center field. Forte on the run. He shortens up and then makes the catch just shy of the track. A huge out number one as that ball was hit pretty well out to deep left center field. And Man Warren did not miss a go-ahead two-run home run by much. No, Man Warren, he had great contact on that ball. Forte speed was beneficial to getting him to the warning track to make that grab. And uh, Welch has got his first out. Looks to be staying in the game, so it looks like Coach Mike's putting his trust in Welch even after that hard contact and uh, looking for a double play here. Piazza, who walked, headed back to first base on the flyout. So now Pickering stepping in. Lefty batter bounce with one on and one out. Nevada trailing by a run. Pickering already has a home run today. Another one of those would put Nevada out in front. Quick check back towards second. For Welch, now his first delivery is in there. It's going to be low, and it kicks away from Fuller. He can't find the ball. It's over by Nevada's dugout, and literally going to get it is Welch, but plenty of time for Piazza to move up to second base, and now a runner in scoring position for Nevada on the first pitch, a ball to Pickering. Nasty bounce there on the off-speed as it kicked off of Fuller's glove and then went all the way over to Nevada's dugout. Looked like on the pitch, Pickering started to take the bat off his shoulder. Did not swing, so it's a one ball, no strike count. On the right fielder for Nevada, but now a base hit could make this a 4-4 ball game. Long look in by the pitcher, Welch. He's got what he likes from Fuller, who sets low, and now the 1-0 pitch is going to miss low, 2-0. Nicholas Martino, who's responsible for driving in two out of the three runners, waits on deck for Nevada. Nevada won the first game of this doubleheader 5-4. to Renegades lead the second 4-3. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Now looking directly back out at the runner is Welch. His 2-0 pitch swung on a miss. A nasty-looking swing there by the batter Pickering. Almost like he was using a sword right there. And Welch made him look foolish. And that makes it 2-1. A big bounce-back pitch there by Welch. Actually... They changed the count to one ball, two strikes. It looks like that first pitch to Pickering may have actually been called a strike. Originally, the scoreboard had it two and one. Now it's one and two, but this one misses. So now two balls and two strikes on Pickering. I like that last pitch by Wel Welch trying to get a backdoor slider to come into the strike zone. So now a big difference in a 2-2 count. Otherwise, it would have been 3-1. to one. Runner at second base in Piazza. Pickering back in the box. And here comes Welch's 2-2 delivery toward the outfielder. Misses low and in, and now it's run full. And you would have to think that this could be the end of the road for Welch. I know we've been saying it a lot this last inning or so. But if he loses Pickering for the second walk of the inning, 
would put not only the tying run, would it still be in scoring position, but the go-ahead run on it first with one out in the sixth inning. So here we go, three balls and two strikes, one out, and here comes the delivery from Welch to Pickering. It is swung on and missed for strike three, blocked nicely by four, and that's a huge, and no, did he foul off that pitch? Scoreboard reset, Pickering still in the box, and they did rule it a foul ball. So that's, oh, wow. that's a big, big call. I thought he swung and missed, but they ruled that a foul ball, and we'll have to do the 3-2 again. He executed good on that pitch. Hopefully he can do it again to avoid a walk. Scoreboard still clear. They had that one. It's strike three. We'll have to do the three ball, two strike pitch again. This one is in there. This time it's strike three. Caught at the knees, and that is out number two. A huge strikeout backwards K to Andrew Pickering. Frozen with the fastball. Great execution by Welch. Talking to Coach Mike right now. Looks like he wants to stay out and pitch. Standing on the steps, Coach Mike. It looks like he's going to leave him in. A couple claps from Brady Maltby, one of the Renegade starters. He wants to see his guy complete six innings. And Welch is going to win the battle right there with head coach Mike D'Amelia. And great response there after. Just had the miss on the strike, the pitch before on the foul. Comes right back and gets him looking. And now if he can get Martino, it would stay 4-3. First pitch in there, a strike 0-1. You like this decision to stick with the starter? Absolutely. He looked dead straight at Coach Mike with a little bit of swagger and said, this is my game, and he wants it. And that first pitch right there, confidence is coming off. I do like this decision. So Piance out at second base, two outs. Renegades lead 4-3 in the bottom of the sixth inning. Welch checks the runner, now delivers this one low and away. It gets past Luke Fuller. That'll go to the backstops. Now 90 feet away is the tying run in Piazza. Still two outs. We've seen Welch pitch with a bit runner on third base and two outs multiple times already in this game. He's going to have to do it again in a 1-1 count to Martino, but cannot afford to have another pitch go to the backstop. Griffins have already scored one run on a wild pitch. That came in the fifth. Now the tying run, 4-3, bottom of the sixth, stands at third. 1-1, count to Martino, here's Welch's delivery. Fouled off, and now just one more strike to go for Welch. Looking for what would be strikeout number five, and would send us to the seventh inning. Renegades up 4-3. to three. Has to be careful if he wants to use a waste pitch here, make sure he don't get the backstop with the runner at third. So he might try to hang around the zone, unlike other situations. So setting now on the rubber is Welch. One ball, two strikes, two outs, and a runner on third base. Here's the pitch. This one fouled off, and staying alive is Martino. Looked like he went slider there, but I think that caught a pretty decent part of the strike zone. Yeah, I think he was, off. he was trying to go back door right there, and uh, it did catch a decent part of the zone, but it got enough bend to it. I, I don't know if Martino is able to square that pitch up. So we'll do the one ball, two strike pitch again. Runner Pianza at third. He's the tying run, two outs in the six. Here's the delivery. It is going to be missed low and blocked nicely by Fuller. We're now even at two balls and two strikes. For all intents and purposes, this is Welch's last batter because cut coach Mike Demule started to come out after the K to Pickering, and Welch looked straight at him and said, I want this final out. But if he does not get Martino right here, you would pretty much guarantee that that would be the end of the line. Here it comes, two balls and two strikes. Long look in, and now the delivery, and time was called before the pitch with such a long pause there by Welch. Batter Martino just got time called before the pitch was delivered. Tough for a pitcher to have that happen. It could rattle him, but he seems pretty focused and locked in and ready, ready to execute a pitch, so hopefully uh, the late time won't uh, get under his skin any. Back into the box now is Martino. He's one for two with two RBIs on a single in the first. Runner at third base. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. This pitch is outside. Now run 
to three balls and two strikes, full count on Martino, the center fielder. Welch is no stranger to the 3-2 count tonight. We've said it multiple times. He's been in this situation a lot, and it uh, has gone his way most of the night. So let's see if he can uh, finish out his night with another 3-2 strikeout or ground out. So here we go. Welch sets at the bump. Four sets low and away. This pitch is fouled off, and Martino just refusing to go down easy, and this at-bat will continue. Renegades got Lovich and Hopkins on the left side. Imgarn and Groing on the right. All of them hoping that their pitcher Welch can get either strike number three here or get a ground ball to get him out of this bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades lead 4-3, tying on the third base. And here comes the payoff pitch once again. It is grounded back to the pitcher Welch. He has got it, and he will take it all the way to the bag himself. He says, this is my last out to get. And he indeed does that to send us to the seventh inning. And nicely done there by Welch to end the frame. And with one inning to go, the Renegades still lead this 4-3. to three. So we'll head to the seventh inning now. 4-3 to three score. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions renegades could sure use some insurance top of the seventh inning essentially like the ninth inning because this game only going seven nightcap of a double header Renegades lost the first in heartbreaking fashion, 5-4. to four. I have looked good in the rebound here in the nightcap. They've got one more inning to go, and they'll face Soli Lang for the second straight time after Renegades starting pitcher Davis Welch got an electric final out, took it all the way to the bag himself to get Martino to retire the side after he would pleading with his coach to let him stay and get the final out. And now he's through six in line for the win. Would assume the Renegades will turn it over to closer Tanner Schmitz in the bottom half, but... With the top of the lineup coming up here in the top of the seventh, it would be nice to give him some insurance and have more than a one-run lead to work with. A lefty-lefty matchup for Tay versus Lang, and the first pitch bends out of the zone 1-0. So it'll be for Tay, Wagner, Matashek, cleanup hitter Luke Fuller to follow if any of them can reach. Forte drove in the tying run in the second inning to make it 2-2. Two two. Looks at a ball low here, now 2-0 count. Wagner scored the Renegades go-ahead run at the time, waits on deck, and then Matashek, who scored what is Renegades run number four in the hole. All three of these guys have played a big part in what is currently a one-run Renegades lead, and here comes the 2-0 to Forte, and it's a ball upstairs, 3-0. 
We saw this exact same thing with Lang when he came into the ballgame last inning, fell behind 3-0 to Shreves, came back, retired him, and then Goring and Hopkins in easy fashion. We'll see if he's got the same thing in store, and it starts with a strike one call to Forte on the outside corner. Good take by Forte there. Knowing where the zone's at, that pitch definitely wasn't center cut, and we'll see if uh, he gets a base hit ball four right here. Into the windup now, the 3-1 pitch is grounded back up the middle off the pitcher's hand. Lang, shortstop chance, is going to try and make a spinning throw, but no chance to get Forte with the speed. And actually throws it beyond the first baseman, Piazza. But Forte will stay put at first base. That'll go down as an infield single to begin the seventh inning. And I think now the catcher, Noakes, is going to make sure that his pitcher is all right because I believe that went off the hand of Lang on the way by. It sure did, and uh, good news for the Renegades is that when Adonis Forte is on base, usually runs are produced, and uh, with Cole Wagner coming up to the plate the nights he had, this is uh, a great chance to try to get some insurance for uh, what we presume the closer, Tanner Schmitz. Well, once that ball off the bat of Forte got past the pitcher, Lang, there was almost no chance for no chance for chance to make a play because Forte just moves way too well up the first baseline. Even with an on-target throw, Forte easily safe at first base. So that is the eighth hit of the ball game for the Renegades. They've got four runs and could use a couple more here and make it a job easier in the bottom of the seventh inning. Looking to close it out. Wagner now in. He's had an excellent day. Two for two. Two runs scored. A home run and a walk. First pitch to him is way inside, gets away barely from the catcher Noakes, but Forte will stay put at first. And now 1-0 on Wagner. So Wagner homered earlier today, then homered again in the first inning of this one, walked in the third, and then tripled to right in the fifth, scored on the air on the scary collision home play. Thankfully, both him and the catcher all right. 1-0 pitch, misses. Nope, that catches the outside corner. Borderline call goes the way of Lang. Now it's a one ball, one strike count on the Renegades left fielder. He has really turned things on as late, both in hitting and in the pitching department with how good he pitched against the Crush last week. Forte dancing off of first base, 1-1 one, one pitch. It's going to miss, 2-1. and one. Talk about Forte dancing and getting in the mind of the pitcher. Can't get a huge lead, though, with the lefty lane because he's looking right at him and looks like he may have a pretty decent pickoff move. It, uh, I think it's definitely in Forte's mind because his lead is short compared to normal. 2-1 pitch is way up and in, and that makes it three balls and a strike. That one actually went over the head of Wagner, corralled by the catcher, Noakes. But now a three-ball, one-strike count. Forte still at first base. And a big pitch coming to left field to Cole Wagner. With the way Wagner's swinging the bat tonight, I think he has a green light for sure. Pitcher looks at the runner, Forte, off of first base. 3-1 pitch, it in the air, out to shallow right center. Martino coming in after it, slows up and makes the catch route number one. Forte will head back to first base as Wagner's retired for the first time tonight and out number one here in the seventh for the Renegades. I don't hate the decision to swing there. Wagner just got under that one and didn't put a whole lot under it. I do not at all. The way that he's swinging the bat and the confidence that he's bringing just uh, didn't barrel it up. So now Matashek, he's had a nice night at the plate, a walk, a double, a run score to go with the flyout. So he is one for two. Steps in with Forte at first base and looks at a strike 0 on one. So with the Renegades, top three hitters all lefties, all having to work on the lefty-lefty disadvantage against Lang. Pitched so far an inning and a third, struck out one, giving up now one hit. Checks the runner, Forte, at first base, and then will step off the mound. Forte not even going back to the bag. He's keeping his lead off. Just trying to get in the mind of the left-handed pitcher. We haven't seen a move by Lang yet, so I 
would like Forte to take a couple extra steps. Pitch to Matashek bends out of the zone. Now it's even at a ball and a strike to the Renegades right fielder. Catcher Luke Fuller waiting on deck. Ton of space to work with down the right field line if Matashek can pull it. We saw when Wagner hit went down the right field line with how ball how deep the corners are and how long that thing rolled. Could look at easily a triple way inside and Matashek able to get out of the way now two and one. Left-handed pitcher Lang has not had great command this inning. Was behind three and one on Forte single, then behind three and one on Wagner. Thankfully, got for him, got him to fly out, and then now behind two one on Matashek has not been really ahead in the count to anyone yet. Two one pitch is below the knees. Now three and one for the third straight time. We'll see if Matashek can be the second renegade to reach. Seems like he's doing the opposite. He looked much better versus right-handed hitting, which isn't the. Uh norm but uh here up against the lefties uh, his control has uh, not been the best forte still dancing off the first 3-1 pitch not even close outside actually goes to the backstop forte hustling to second but he'll stay put right there and the first walk issued out by the pitch lang has runners now at first and second base for the running gates looking at on the top of the seventh inning so this inning has gone infield single fly out walk and now loop four looking for a hit 0 for 3 on the night, steps in and potentially to add on for the Renegades. Fuller also went 0 for 2 in the first game, so he's 0 for 5 combined. Did reach base once in the first game, but could use his first hit of the day. And with the speed of Forte, would almost guarantee it would make it 5-4. He's not going to get a chance because that comes inside and hits him. He's gone on and hit by pitch for the second time today, and the Renegades now have him loaded with one out in the top of the seventh inning. Big mistake right there, getting Forte on third. One pass ball, you know he's going to score with his speed. So Lang should have to uh, be careful here to not give the Renegades more of a cushion. This could be kind of similar to how this game went the last time that these two teams played here in this ballpark because when the Renegades last year traveled to this ballpark to take on the Nevada Griffins, that was just a couple of weeks ago as I looked through my scorecard to try and find it. This was a close game through the first eight innings, and the Renegades were actually planning on bringing in Schmitz for the save, but then the Renegades scored five runs in the ninth inning and batted around the order and really put it away. Schmitz didn't even have to come in, and I'm not saying the Renegades are going to score five, but with bases loaded and only one out, um, you're probably still going to use Schmitz, but if you could ease it a lot on him and not make it a whole lot of a pressure-packed situation, uh, well, it could be very large for the Renegades as they've now got to play so many games in a short of a period of time. Lovich had a big RBI single with two outs a couple innings ago. We'll step in. Lovich has gone ground out, ground out, and then RBI single to center field. He's got Forte at third base, Manashek at second, and four at first. First pitch to him is swung on and fouled back on one. Looked a little over-anxious there with the bases loaded. Pitched way deep inside, looked to pull it to left field. Well, if there's one thing you could count on, Lovich has been aggressive at first pitches pretty much all season long. He was at it again there. He's got the righty-lefty advantage. Next pitch to him. This one lined to right center field. That's going to get down, and that's going to drive in Forte. Matishek on his way to third. They're going to wave him around. The throw coming in. Matishek to the plate. The throw's high. Gets past the catcher. Matishek in. Now Fuller going to third. Lovich up to second base, and that'll be a two-RBI single for Jackson Lovich, and the Renegades now move up 6-3. to three. May have had a shot at Matishek at the plate, but Piazza airmailed the catcher. Noakes just way over his head, and that looms large for the Renegades, who now or come up way in front thanks to the clutch hit by Lovich, his second big hit of the night. 
I like the words you use, clutch. Jackson Lovich has been clutch all year. The big moments shine where they need him to come up big, and it seems like every time he's spraying the ball around the field. Great job of hitting by Jackson Lovich. So righty shortstop, like you said, spraying the ball around, goes opposite field to the right center gap, and scoring easily was Forte. Now first pitched Imgarn upstairs, a ball 1-0. I would assume they credit two RBIs. I don't think you can guarantee that they would have had Matashek out at the plate. Regardless, now two more in scoring position thanks to the throwing error. Four at third, Lovich at second. Now two balls and no strikes on Imgarn. Much better plate appearances inning for the Renegades against the lefty Lang. So 6-3 now. Renegades could really put this game out of reach with two more runs. 2-0 pitch Imgarn is going to bend. Low and away, 3-0. And now a chance for the Renegades to load them once again. Still only one out here in the top of the seventh inning. This has been big for the Renegades this inning. Continuing to apply the pressure. They needed an inning like this. Especially give themselves a chance going into the bottom of seventh with the way the first game went. Absolutely. So three balls and no strikes on the lefty Imgarn. He's 0 for 3. And to the windup goes Lang. His pitch is in there. A called strike. Imgarn taking all the way. Now 3-1. and one. It's inning is gone. Single, fly out, walk, hit by pitch, and then single for Lovich to drive in two. He's got three RBIs on the night. Now Imgarn looks at ball four. He's down to first base, and the Renegades have him loaded again. And Shraves will be coming to the dish with Ducks on the pond. And now the second mound visit of the evening will mean the end of the line for Lang. He'll exit this one in the top of the seventh. So we'll take a quick break while the new pitcher comes in and warms up. It's a 6-3 ball game. Renegades lead. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Two 
pitcher on for the Nevada Griffins, who now trail this one 6-3, to three, thanks to three big add-on runs so far by the Renegades in this top of the seventh inning. And more potentially on the way, because they have bases loaded with only one out. And now Richard Tomlinson will come in in relief of Sully Lang. He goes inning in a third, strikes out one, walks two to give up two hits as well, and also has given up two runs, but three more potentially on his line that are on the base pass. And final one pitch just being thrown by Tomlinson, and now he'll have to go to work with the bases loaded against Colin Treves, one of the Renegades' all-star representatives. He's 0 for 3 tonight. Important to note, Tomlinson, while many appearances, has a 7-3-9 ERA, so uh, has been susceptible to giving up runs. Well, with this already three-run game, and I'm assuming Nevada not wanting to fall behind anymore, yep, looks like they're going to bring the corner infield in. One out, they're going to leave the middle guys back, potentially try and turn a double play. But first and third are in on the corners. Shreves looks at a first pitch breaking ball, strike 0-1-1. Shreves has gone strikeout, strikeout, flyout. Base hit here, likely makes it 8-3. Lovich has got real good speed out at second base. Floor is at third. And Imgarns at first. 0-1 pitch is grounded to the left side. Shortstop chance moving to his right. He boots it, and everyone's going to be safe. And now it kicks into left field. So Lovich is going to come in to score. And it's now an 8-3 ball game in favor of the Renegades. You have to wonder now, is Tanner Schmitz going to enter the game with a uh, pretty good-sized lead and uh, a chance for Gorling here to keep extending it? I don't see anyone else warming up in the pin, so it might be Schmitz no matter what. But... Uh, well, it would have been a very tough play for Chance where it was hit so deep in the hole, so I think that's probably an infield single. Yep. Only one RBI, though, for Shreves. Gets credit for bringing home Fuller, and then Lovich coming around to score on the air by the shortstop Chance. It's now 8-3, to three, despite the scoreboard saying 7-3. to three. So credit Shreves with his first hit of the night and an RBI. And now stepping in is Gorling, still two on one out, and Tomlinson gets a breaking ball in there, strike one. So Renegades put four on the board this inning to make it an 8-3 ball game. Emgarns at second base and Shreves who just hit the single on at first. Going so far as an infield single hit by pitch and a flyout. Oh, one is swung on a miss. Gorling's now behind. No balls and two strikes on Tomlinson. Back in the box now is Gorling awaiting Tomlinson's 0-2 pitch. Looking down towards the bullpen. Have you seen anyone else throwing besides? No action down there. 0-2 pitch to going bends low. Keeps things at a ball and two strikes. Well, if you would assume if they're not going to bring Schmitz in that they would warm up someone else because I don't see you putting Welch back out there. Even though it's a big lead, it felt like he was near the end of the line. It did feel like he was laboring there at the end, but uh, Coach Mike could give him the opportunity to pitch the whole game now with a uh, sizable lead. I mean, obviously we know how big a complete game means a whole lot to a starter and maybe... Welch gets that opportunity. Renegades now up five. One, two pitch to going line. Back up one hopper to the second baseman, and he boots it, and it goes into the outfield. Scoring easily will be Imgard from second base on a rocket hit by Goring. If he fields it cleanly, second baseman Hinojos maybe has a double play, but it boots it, goes into the outfield. It's now 9-3 to three Renegades, and they just continue to pile on here in the seventh inning. That ball was hit so hard by Goring. I would assume that will go down as an E4. Coming in to score from second was Emgarden, and Shreves moved up to second, allowing Gorling to reach. And the Renegades now lead this one by six runs. They're about to send their ninth batter of the inning to the plate, and Taylor Hopkins, he looks at a first pitch inside 1-0. and 
Tomlinson is uh, struggling right now with the Renegades. He's executing decent pitches. The Renegades are just uh, taking him and putting him in play, and the defense uh, is not giving Tomlinson any help. Next pitch to Hopkins. Misses low and inside again. Now 2-0. and Back to the top of the order, and Adonis Forte, who led off this inning, waiting on deck. Crazy that Forte led this thing off with a single and then a flyout, and then an out hasn't been recorded since. Six straight have reached. Tomlinson will step off the mound back in safely at second to Shreves. A left-handed pitcher has entered the Renegades' bullpen. Unsure of who Cole that is. Wagner, I would guess, because he is a lefty, and he was one of the ones listed today. Hopkins fouls this one off. It's now 2-1. and one. Does it look like number four down there? If it is and he could close out this game, it would put a bow on an amazing night for Cole Wagner. Yeah, I think we'd be all right giving him player of the game. I feel like that would be a pretty uh, a pretty appropriate donning of the crown. Absolutely. So 2-1 now. They don't hold the runners on. Hopkins ahead will foul this one off. Actually, I think he swung and missed. Regardless, it goes into the catcher's glove, and it's now 2-2. Two, two. two ball, two strikes. Still one out going at first base, and Shreves at second base. I'm still trying to figure out who that is. Yeah, that that's is Cole Wagner. Four, yes. Yep, that's Wagner down there. So maybe he comes in, not a save opportunity. It's one grounded foul, so Hopkins staying alive at two balls and two strikes. Yeah, and a six-run lead, and especially with how good Wagner looked, striking out six and two innings the other night. And worse comes to worse, so if Wagner doesn't have a good start, then you bring in Schmidt after that. Absolutely. It's not a situation where you already brought him in and then are taking him out. Right. I mean, I think if you can't hold six runs in the ninth, Probably don't deserve to win it anyway. Next pitch to Hopkins. Swung on a miss. It's blocked by the catcher. Both runners on. He can't go down to first. Now the throw to first. Going back in time just safely. As Shreves went to third on the play on the drop third strike. But with runner on first, Hopkins can't try and run there. And Shreves almost got caught too far off the bag. He gets back in safely. Now runners at the corners with two outs. Thompson's curveball. High. Very high. Tough to get good contact on. So Forte batting for the second time this inning, let it off with an infield single, scored a run, and now the 10th man to hit here for the Renegades. First pitch to Forte, way inside, just got above his back foot, makes it 1-0. 9-3 to ball game. Renegades now lead this one, just three more outs to get. It will lead to a split of this doubleheader between the Griffins and the Renegades, and I'm sure the Renegades would take it, would keep them still four games up on that second wild card spot. Forte looks at a ball upstairs. Now here, 2-0 on the Renegade center fielder. This game has slowed a ton here in the seventh inning with the Renegades having put up six runs, excuse me, five runs. Looking at this game, ending at about a couple hours. Full. This one is fouled off now, 2-1. Looks like Cole Wagner has came out of the warm-up bullpen and down here on the on-deck circle going to maintain his at bat still we'll see if he then comes into pitch I would guess in a six run lead especially maybe even Forte can tack on even more here 2-1 pitch just swung on a miss it kicks away from the catcher going is going to go up to second Shreve stays put at third base now two in scoring position for Forte who's in a 2-2 count after the swing and miss Maybe if you have one of your faster runners at third, and if it's a tight ball game, you try and send them there, but no reason to try and, to try and do that, especially when you 
they've got the six-run lead. After we've already had a bang-bang play at the plate tonight and a couple players shaking up, you would hate to uh, take that chance again with the six-run lead. So 9-3 ball game, two balls and two strikes with two outs to Adonis Forte coming up. Shreves at third, Goring at second base. Top of the seventh inning. Here's the delivery to Forte. This one grounded to the right side, hit slowly. First baseman Piazza's going to flip to the covering pitcher. Bang, bang, play is just in time to get Forte as that was also close to an infield single and pushing across another run. It'll go as a ground out to the first baseman to end the inning. But an incredible seventh inning for the Renegades. They push across five runs and will send us to the bottom of the seventh, up 9-3. to Three, three more outs to get. We'll be right back for it on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood bat company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com hello blake gasaway here with the show me sports network i've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls including overtime touchdowns walk-off home runs and buzzer beating baskets but i've answered another call that's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out every day volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property but also respond to other emergencies nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters and because of this we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Final inning here at Lions Stadium, and despite Bryce and I just persisting that Tanner Schmitz was coming into this ballgame for about the, about the last four innings, it looks like we're never going to see him at all because the Renegades, now up by six runs in the bottom of the seventh inning, are going to turn to a different pitcher, and that is Cole Wagner, who's had an excellent day at the plate. Couple runs scored, two solo bombs, and now he looks to get the final three outs in a non-safe situation in the seventh. Happy the situation happened for the Renegades to have a good cushion to give Wagner a shot. For such a heck of a game, this might be a night that uh, he'll always remember even after he leaves Jefferson City in a couple weeks. He'll face 6-7-8 in the order, Gray, Noakes, and Eastman. Lefty last pitched a couple days ago against the Crush, struck out all six in two innings, misses upstairs 1-0 to Gray. Davis Welch in line for the win, went six innings, struck out four, walked two, gave up five hits and three runs. If this score holds, Jacob Strobel would take the loss. Renegades lead 9-3. This one grounded out to short. Hopkins has got it on a couple of hops. He will throw a perfect throw over to first base and one up, one down. Nicely good, nicely done start for Cole Wagner here in the seventh. 
Renegades lead this one by six. They're currently out hitting the Nevada Griffins by a score of 11 to five. And Wagner, although not in a safe situation, looking to get the final three outs tonight for the Renegades and have them split this doubleheader before heading back to Jefferson City tonight and taking on Chillicothe at home tomorrow. So one up, one down on the ground out. Noakes now in. He so far is one for two with a double. Looks at the first pitch inside a ball, one and oh. Looks to me like Wagner threw a little off-speed pitch right there. Even though not normally a pitcher, he's got a little bit of, uh, got some tools in his bag. One out, nobody on in the bottom of the seventh inning. Here is the delivery. This one in the air to left, but almost right at the left fielder. And making the jump and catch is Colby Ott out there and left. I almost said Wagner before I realized Wagner's now on the mound. And a tip of the cap by the batter Noakes on the leaping grab by Ott. That's some good sportsmanship right there. That was not an easy grab by Ott out and left. And the uh, batter Noakes let him know that he made a nice play right there. That's fun to see. Absolutely. Tonight has been great on the sportsmanship page with the bang-bang uh, play of the plate and both players making sure one another was okay. And then anytime there's a good play, it's always a uh, tip of the cap, which is fun to see out here. So Ott's not usually the left fielder. He's out there right now and makes the leaping ground for out number two. And one out stands between the Renegades and a win here tonight. This one hits shallowly on the infield. It is going to fall, but coming in is Hopkins. He will make the throw. It is just late and just beating out the infield single as Eastman, his second hit of the night. Out of an incredible play at Hopkins made it. It just found no man's land over the mound and in front of the middle infielders. So that'll go down as an infield single for Eastman. This game kept alive. As Wagner gives up his first base runner, one out face Josh Anojos, who is 0 for 2, looking to be the last gasp effort for the Griffins. So now Hinojos caught earlier today at second base, and the first pitch to him and misses upstairs, 1 and 0. Ott had, or excuse me, not Ott. Wagner's not had the same strikeout stuff as the other night, but he is just pitch strikes and forced balls in play, and that's what's led him to get two outs here so far. Absolutely. With the Renegade getting a six-run lead, that is perfectly A-OK. 1-0 pitch misses low. Now 2-0 runner on first base. That's Eastman, but only one more out to get for the Renegades, and they lead 9-3, so not concerned whatsoever with the runner on first base. Wagner back on the bump. He's in a 2-0 count. His delivery way inside. Now 3-0. And in danger of letting back-to-back -back base runners reach with two outs here in the seventh inning. If this inning were to continue, the game were to continue, Caleb Chance waits on deck. Wagner sets at the bump. 3-1 pitch. Misses low. That's a ball. Four pitch walk to Anohos. He reaches base for the first time tonight. And now two on with two out for the Griffins against left-handed pitcher Cole Wagner. So Eastman up to second. Anohos to first. And back to the top of the lineup. Caleb Chance will bat. You're listening to the Show Me Sports Network with Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel. Thanks so much for tuning in with us tonight. It's been a fun one. Although the Renegades are staring at a split. Two very good games and hope you enjoyed listening in with us on this Wednesday night. First pitch to Chance misses up, 1-0. Now five straight balls delivered by the lefty Wagner. Got two quick outs on just a couple of pitches. Threw just four pitches to get the first two. Now has lost a little bit of the command. Renegades looking to close this one out and get to 14-17 and, and jump back up four games on the Griffins for the second wildcard spot. Here's a strike in there. Now one ball and a strike on Chance. Looking ahead for the Renegades, they will head back home tomorrow to take on Chillicothe at Vivian Field, 7 p.m. 
Only four home games left for the Renegades in total. And then three straight on the road over the weekend. Sedalia on Friday, St. Joe on Saturday, and Joplin on Sunday. This one, it foul out of play. It's going to get over the Renegades' dugout. But now one more strike to the get for the Renegades. That stands between them and a Game 2 victory here at Lions Stadium. Wagner taking his time, enjoying the moment right here, hoping to uh, have another successful pitching appearance. It might be a uh, useful piece down here at the stretch. So Chance back in the box. Wagner ahead of him, one ball and two strikes. Here's his delivery. It misses upstairs now, two balls and two strikes. Wagner got Gray to ground out, and then Noakes to line out on a leaping catch by Colby Ott, but then gave up the infield single, a uh, little blooper on the infield to Eastman, then the walk to Enojos. And now it's in a 2-2 count to Chance. Here's his pitch. It's swung on, and it's going to be fouled off the glove of Fuller, just in and out of the catcher's glove. Otherwise, that would have been strike three. So they do the 2-2 pitch again. Renegades lead by six, so the tying run multiple batters away. Wagner looking to just get the final out. It would give Davis Welch the win and the loss to Jacob Strobel. No save opportunity. Here we go. 2-2 pitch again from Wagner. Misses upstairs. Now 3-2 in danger of loaded the bases and will give the runners a head start. I'd like to see Wagner just attack the zone here. Make the batter chance put the ball in play. If he beats you on a hit, so what? But don't walk him loaded. Absolutely. 3-2 pitch coming from Wagner. It is fouled back and we will do it once more in just a moment. He needs to throw the exact same fastball in the exact same spot and hope that uh, Chance just runs into a ground ball or a fly out here. So we'll do the Three ball, two strike pitch once again. Two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning, essentially like the bottom of the ninth inning because this is a doubleheader. Renegades lead 9-3. to three. Here's the 3-2 pitch from Wagner. It's going to miss inside. It actually will hit the batter chance, and that will load the bases with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. And I think that may be it for Wagner. I don't think head coach Mike D'Amelio is messing around. He's coming out, actually maybe talking to the umpire. I don't think he's coming to get his pitcher. He actually may be arguing. It looks like Chance may have tried to duck the arm in there a little bit. Maybe uh, that's what he was talking about. I was about to say the exact same thing. I'm happy Coach Mike came out and asked a question because it looked like he was hugging the plate pretty good. And honestly, I thought it was a strike on the inside. But uh, Chance sneaks his arm in there, and uh, he's standing at first base because of it. So now things getting a little bit interesting in the bottom of the seventh. Still a six-run lead, but bases loaded, two outs to Piazza, and a strike one on the outside corner. Good location there by Wagner. Needs just one more out to seal the deal for the Renegades. Looks like Wagner might be more comfortable with the lefty-lefty matchup, as uh, most lefties are. Got the first two outs of this inning, and then has since allowed the last three to reach. 0-1 pitch is going to miss way upstairs now. A ball and a strike to the lefty batter. Piazza walked and scored in the first, singled in the third, and then walked again in the seventh. So he's been on all three times. Renegades and Cole Wagner looking to retire him and finish off this ball game, leading 9-3. Wagner sets runners everywhere. And here's the 1-1 pitch to Piazza. Hit high in the air, out to center field. Forte now coming in, barely having to move. He will make the catch, and that's a Renegades winner here on the Show Me Sports Network. The Renegades take game two of the doubleheader, and Luke Fuller going to shake the home plate umpire's hand. Talk to him about a great game called, and they will go celebrate now on the mound. And Cole Wagner closing things off, getting the win for Davis Welch. And a happy bus right now back home to Jefferson City for the Renegades. They take this one 9-3. They outhit the Griffins 11-6 and use Davis Welch and Cole Wagner to complete the seven innings. Pretty good pitching for the Renegades tonight. Absolutely. I think Coach Mike will look back at his decision in keeping Welch in the game. 
in the sixth inning and realize that that might be a huge confidence boost for Welch and make him a huge piece as a playoff push comes up around here. I think that was the decision of the game behind Wagner's amazing performance, driving the offense, and then closing the game out here. So with us having to get back on the road, not going to keep you for too long on the post game. but Jacob Strobel taking the loss, gave up four runs. Meanwhile, Welch gets the win, went six, allowed three. Cole Wagner, no save opportunity, but pitches the final inning, allows a couple base runners, but no runs and only one hit allowed. So Renegade take this one, nine to three, 11, six in advantage in the hit category and split this doubleheader. And we'll now have a happy bus ride late into the night back to Jefferson City. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened in with us all night on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you enjoyed these two games. They were thrillers to watch in person, and I know Bryce and I did. Bryce, a pleasure having you on for your first broadcast. I know you're going to be on a couple next week, but a whole lot of fun going to do this with you for 14 innings tonight. Absolutely. Happy to uh, get my feet wet and uh, looking to get better as we uh, close out the regular season in the next couple weeks. So, everyone tuning in, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Hope you get back with us tomorrow. We'll be on just before 7, live from Vivian Field on the Show Me Sports Network for the Renegades and the Chillicothe Mudcats. But for us, that's all tonight from Lions Stadium. For Bryce Creasel and myself, Ben Schmidt, take care, everyone, and we will see you next time on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball.
Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.